I saw a shadow person. When I was 17 I was at my friend's apartment building, which his parents owned. It was a pretty old building in the Pilsen neighborhood of Chicago, and according to his dad it used to be owned by Al Capone, but I'm not sure how true that was. We had an apartment on the top floor that they let us use to just hang out and it allowed us easy access to the attic, it had a lock on the door but we had a key, so we could go out to the roof and smoke cigarettes. One night, we were about to go up, but I had to pee, so I told him I'd meet him up there. After I was done, I went up the stairs to the attic portion that was connected to the roof. There were no lights, so we always used our phones to guide us. We had those old flip phones without lights, so you only had the light from the screen to help navigate the cluttered mess that was up there. As I made my way to the roof door, I saw a shadow pass by me. Now this wasn't like the shadow of something moving with the light of my phone, this shadow felt solid like a person. I followed the direction it went thinking it was my friend. I kept saying that I knew it was him and to stop playing around. It passed me a few more times, before heading to the other side of the attic and that's when I heard my friend's voice from downstairs. He got a call from his girlfriend and was in another room talking to her the whole time. It really freaked me out, since I know I was following something, so I basically jumped down the stairs. I told my friend what happened and that I did not want to go back up there and he agreed, so we decided to go for a walk instead. Last year his brother tells us in our group text that he found out the building's designer killed himself in that attic. Here in Chicago there is a moth man who flies around O'Hare Airport. I didn't really think much about that story until I took a flight recently. I always park out at Economy Lot G and take an airport transit bus into the terminals. Maybe because it was pre-dawn that made me think of the moth man, so decided to ask the driver, a somewhat elderly woman, about it. And she said, baby girl, I have seen lights that stay in one spot and a man with wings flying over the parking lot. Those smartphones, smart houses, smart cars. It's all too much for me. But that winged man has been around since I started in 1989. I took it as her way of saying she had seen the moth man. Also a few of my co-workers have said they have seen the moth man during late filming hours throughout the city. I used to live right by Skinwalker Ranch and in a house where a murder and suicide took place, so I have plenty of stories. I'll tell a few, starting in chronological order. This one has a little backstory from before I was born, so I'll tell you what I was told. When my older sister was between the ages of 10 and 13, she was taking a shower in our old house. Our shower had a textured and frosted glass sliding door on it and when she looked through it she claimed to have seen a tall skinny man. This man had a little kid next to him. My sister went back under the water stream then looked again, wiping her eyes. There was no one there. 2. Continuation of 1. Around 5 years after story 1. I was 4. While my mother was bathing me in the same bathtub. She got a call on the landline. 
So my mother went to pick up the phone and get a number to call back after I was done bathing. During this brief time, I was splashing around, being a kid, when I looked behind me in the tub, I saw a young boy. This young boy looked to be no older than around 8 years old and he had a pale face with slightly blue lips. I called for my mother, but when she got there, he was gone. 3. Sometime later, I was 4 or 5 still, I was laying in bed, watching my favorite movie on our box TV, it was Scamper and Penguin if anyone is wondering. When I looked across the room at my 2 year old sister, I see someone in the closet. A tall, skinny man with a long neck. Being a young kid who didn't care much for stranger danger, I tried talking to him, asking why he was there and why he had such a long neck. Of course, he didn't answer me. This is when I started having dreams and nightmares about this man whom I dubbed the snake-necked man. A year or so later, I learned that my little sister had also seen this man and the little boy. Yet another few years later when I was eight, I learned that the man who built the house in the late 1960s, had a son who he drowned in the bathtub and then hung himself in the son's closet. There were no details about a mother that I could find. 4. After moving away from this house for eight years, tragedy struck my family and we had to move back to the haunted house. This whole time, there was little to no supernatural activity. I started going to the local high school and their swim team. I'd also just gotten a job as a lifeguard at the pool where we practiced, so when my mother and stepfather moved five hours away with my little siblings, I stayed there alone. During the two years I spent there by myself, a lot of little things happened, but I'll just tell the two biggest ones. One cold winter night, I was in my bedroom cleaning, when I heard the front door open. But it was locked. I throw on a shirt and pants, had and still have sensory issues with clothes, while hollering who's there? No response. So I shout get out of my house, I'm armed. The door slammed as I grabbed my phone and machete and booked it to the front door. It was locked. So I checked the side slash back door. It was also locked, so I raced to my car barefoot in the snow and called the police. When they arrived, they searched the property and only found huge paw prints in the snow and my bare footprint. The police also notified me that there was a large puddle of snowy water in the living room, where the front door is. I thank the officers for their time and proceed with my day. Almost two years later, I was packing up to move back in with my parents. While sorting through my things, I placed a ball in the corner of the room with a stuffed animal holding it there. Well, I turn around and the ball is rolling towards me. Thinking the little boy spirit doesn't want me to leave, I told him I'm sorry and left several toys there, including my doll collection and a few balls and blocks. 5. On my way home on one of the last nights of work, I decided to take the back roads which are about one quarter mile away from Skinwalker Ranch. As I'm driving, trying to forget how scared I was when a kid slipped and hit his head hard, I see a black mass in the road at the bottom of a steep winding road. As I approach it, thinking it's a cow or something, I realize it is more like a void than a mass. 
It isn't reflecting any light whatsoever. I prepare to back up this winding hill road, when the mass moves, looking at me with its red-orange eyes. This was the first time I ever backed up that hill and probably the fastest anyone has. I speed away with the mass just looking at me as I drove into the distance. That's all for now. The rest of my stories are pretty minor, except one. Let me know if y'all want more. I've told this story before but while my husband and I were driving through the middle of nowhere Nevada in the middle of the night, we swore we saw a gargoyle or something fly across the highway. It had a huge wingspan, two arms, and two legs. We only saw it for a second as it crossed in front of our car but we both saw the same thing. It could have been some sort of massive bat I guess but gargoyle was definitely what came to mind. Ever since I was 10, I've always encountered a sleep paralysis episode once a month. This experience I will never forget. I went to sleep really early then I usually do. Probably around 7 or so. I woke up at 2 in the morning and found out I couldn't move. I tried calling my mom and dad but nothing. Living in a big room was always unsettling for me since there were lots of shadowy corners. I'm saying this because in one corner there was a long dark black figure. It had no facial features from what I remember. But the legs and that huge long body is what terrified me the most. It crept closer and closer. Every movement felt like hours. Then it got to the side of my bed and their long finger was pointed at me. I closed my eyes and I think that's when I passed out. I woke up a few hours later at 4 and it was still dark. The figure was gone though. I didn't get out of my bed or anything. I just cried and cried and cried. I stayed up the rest of the night looking at the corners every second. The trauma from that was so bad that I had to go see a therapist and my mom pulled me out of school for a few days so I could relax and be to myself. Every now and then I think about that day. And it makes me cry. The thought of me thinking I would die or being taken still scares me. I've had a somewhat similar sleep paralysis event that honestly felt like more of an out-of-body experience. I was 17 living at home in my old creepy house. As I was falling asleep, I started seeing these horrifying images of corpses and decaying bodies. It scared me so I opened my eyes, but it didn't stop. I just kept seeing flashes of dead, mutilated bodies overlaid on my vision. So I closed my eyes again and hoped that it would go away. Suddenly it stopped and I got the worst sensation of pins and needles I've ever gotten, all over my body all at once. It was somewhere between extremely strange and excruciating. Then suddenly that stopped too, and I could hear wind rushing all around me and I had the sensation that I was flying. I wondered why it was so dark until I remembered I had closed my eyes. When I opened them, I was flying around my room in circles. When I stopped, I was thousands of miles above my house looking through the roof into my bedroom, 
and there was a tall hooded figure standing right by my bed watching my sleep. It was terrifying. It looked like one of those easy Halloween costumes where you toss a sheet over yourself and say you're a ghost, only the sheet was black and had no face but its head was bent towards me. It was also hovering off the ground by about an inch. I closed my eyes and thought to myself I want to return to my body right now. I felt the pins and needles again and woke up. I was too scared to sleep but my body was too exhausted to stay awake, so I felt myself drift off uncontrollably. But I was scared. So when I felt the pins and needles again, I sat up to wake myself up, only this time I sat up out of my body and was inches away from the hooded figure. It didn't move or say anything. It just looked at me. What I only found out afterwards was that my mom has had similar out-of-body experiences where she floats around the house, and she always sees slash feels the same hooded figure following her around. Edit. I had either a sleep paralysis episode and or an out-of-body experience wherein I saw a tall, black, faceless hooded figure standing by my bed watching me sleep. Grew up in ass deep Louisiana. I could be here all night. The most memorable one I have, and I know it'll sound like BS, is the Rougarou slash dogman thing that used to sit in the clearing past our driveway. I used to sneak out of the house and smoke at night and stay up late, standard rebel emo teenager stuff, and we lived in the middle of a highway. No towns or nothing for miles both ways. Our only light was a massive searchlight past our garage, and being on a huge property meant just about anything from coyotes to panthers could roll out of the woods like it was nothing. But I was used to it. What I wasn't used to was the thing that would sit out in the clearing time to time, especially in the winter. It'd just sit under the searchlight the way one does when you sit on the ground with your legs straight out, holding its tail and picking at the ground. At first I thought we just had wolves or coyotes on roids, but eventually I made stupid white man in a horror film decision to step out and whistle at it. Maybe it was a stray dog. I learned my lesson when it scrambled to its bipedal feet and and stared straight at me, before hopping the chain link and running out onto the deserted highway. It came back every few weeks or so in the early morning slash late night, usually sitting in that clearing digging at the crawfish holes or squatting at the end of the gravel driveway. I'd say F it and just go smoke in our laundry room those nights. I used to have photos of the torn apart crawfish mounds, but I haven't had that phone since 2013. I moved away years later, and I often wonder if it's still there. It wouldn't surprise me. The property was haunted, or at least had bodies buried on it. The headstones behind the barn always freaked me out. But not as much as the Rue Garau. I still have dreams about the way it stared at me. Nobody I ever told believed me, but my dog and I know what we saw night after night. Chupacabra are just coyotes with mange. That's why as soon as Hollywood came up with a name the whole Southwest was like I've seen that. They sure look like something paranormal. 
a healthy coyote doesn't act like one dying of mange, and the abnormal behavior is pretty creepy all on its own. Most of my creepy experiences had pretty straightforward explanations. Like feeding the cat and then my cat walked in through the cat flap. There really was a second cat. He didn't look that much like mine when I was paying attention, but at first glance, their heads and backs were close enough to make the mistake. Another story isn't mine, but a friend's. A tropical storm hit and she was watching the weather for updates on the tornado watch slash warnings when she heard her cat scratching and crying like mad at the front door. Horrified her pet was outside in the storm, she rushed downstairs to let her in. Her mom caught her just before she got to the door and stopped her. She said that's not our cat, and pointed to where their cat was cowering in a corner, eyes glued to the door. They crept around to a bedroom window to look at the front porch and discovered it was a pair of bobcats that were scratching and crying at the door. After some frantic discussion, they opened the garage door partway to give them shelter so the bobcats wouldn't damage the door any more than they already had. It took a few minutes, but the bobcats left the shelter of the porch and entered the garage and ate the cat food there. One of the bobcats gave birth in their garage that night. As soon as the storm passed and the water receded, about a day later, the bobcats carried the kittens back to their den. Based on where we sighted the kittens after that, we think the mama cat was in labor when the storm flooded her den. We think the bobcats had watched her cat come and go and figured any port in a storm. Still, they were very creeped out for weeks after. Around 15 years ago my primary school took me on a residential trip to a campsite, it was the usual residential, kayaking, climbing, group activities in the cabins. I was quite weird so I didn't have as many friends, but I was in a cabin with a few girls that I was friendly slash friends with so it was alright. The first few nights were fine but on the third night I remember waking up at the exact same time as my friend. We figured we both needed the toilet so we left the room and went to the toilet. The bathroom lights had a timer and they were off as it was around 1 to 3 am so we did our business. Just as I was about to leave the stall I could hear someone pounding on the stall door. I was crapping my pants, literally. After around 5 minutes I got the courage to leave. I told my friend it was probably a prank by some other girls in the other cabins. While washing our hands we saw the most deformed, tall, skinny, dark figure behind us. We ran back to our cabins, got into bed and immediately fell asleep. Me and her are still friends and try to avoid talking about this. So the year was 2010, and there was going to be a blood moon. So I rounded up a bunch of equipment to get a good picture of it, I love the moon, my favorite times have all happened under its pale light. Borrowed an awesome camera that could be attached to a telescope, had my laptop and various other equipment, but also strapped on my 40 calories pistol because there are mountain lions and coyotes in the area. 
loaded all my gear into my Jeep and headed to an area a few miles away from town. Get to the place where I'm going to set up, begin unloading and setting everything up and I hear some nearby sheep start freaking out. Didn't think much of it, and after a handful of minutes they went quiet again. Just as I was unloading the scope I hear a very loud splash, basically the layout of the land was pasture greater than creek greater than where I was greater than cornfield, and for some reason this caught my attention and I stood up and looked towards the creek for a second but don't hear anything else so I went back to setting up the scope. Now I hear some rustling, twig snapping, that sort of thing and stand up and shine my flashlight around to see what I can see. Don't see anything and whatever it was went quiet when I shined the light around so I figured I'd scared it off and started screwing the scope onto the tripod when I heard a very loud snap and whipped back around, pulling my gun and shining my light towards a fallen tree I'd noticed earlier. And there it was, roughly the size of a bear, but the head was more canid than ursid, and the body was more lean. We stood there staring at each other for what felt like forever, then it growled and charged and I screamed and fired my gun repeatedly, after the fact I found I'd fired 8 shots. It bowled me over and I fully expected that my life was over, but instead of following through with the attack it just kept running and disappeared into the cornfield. Thoroughly spooked I tossed the most expensive bits I'd unpacked back into the jeep and left immediately, only going back once the sun was fully up to finish recollecting my gear. When I got there I found a game warden, couple sheriff's deputies, and the farmer that owned the field slash pasture. Apparently whatever it was had killed a couple sheep, and they were trying to figure out what it was and where it went. The tracks were both canid but also not canid, they were strangely longer than a standard dog print. What was it? Well I'm still not sure and sometimes it still keeps me up at night. Some have suggested it was a dogman, but I'm not sure I believe in such things. I used to live on a dairy farm when I was younger. The farm was located on First Nation burial grounds and there were all sorts of unusual things happening. The moment I vividly remember was back when I was around three or so. There was a barn at the back of the property which my dad was walking out to. I didn't want to separate from my dad, so I opened our back door to go follow him until I saw something. The best way I can describe it was a hooded figure who was watching my dad, but snapped its attention to me as soon as I took one step outside. Totally black face with no features, hooded and cloaked, and piercing white eyes starting directly at me. I instantly slammed the door closed because I was beyond terrified. It could have been an animal, but I truly believe to this day it was some type of evil spirit I saw. I'm convinced I've had something following me for years, possibly my entire life. I've always had weird things happening to me. Weird experiences like as a kid, I don't remember it but my mom told me about it, I would wake her up asking about the person in my doorway. Then later when my parents first started leaving me home alone I remember having to call them multiple times and have them rush home or someone come get me because I could swear I wasn't alone in the house. 
Living with my parents I would hear footsteps upstairs when no one else is home. Once had my wife, while we were just dating, there and she heard it too. I would shut a door, and then later that door would be wide open at me and my wife's first townhome things would fly of the shelves, like once a box of spaghetti noodles tucked away in the back of the pantry behind other things found its way to the ground without disturbing anything in front of it. Pictures would fly off and away from walls but none of the others would even be rocking. Same footsteps upstairs. Weird things like my ukulele strumming itself in another room. I have very specific and detailed stories but it's a lot to type out. I don't really care if anyone believes me but I know what I've seen and felt. I'm originally from a Southeast Asian country. My mum grew up dirty poor. They were essentially squatting in a two-story house on the edge of their village. Right after you exit out the back, it would be the jungle. My granddad had died and my grandma used to leave my mom and her sisters at that house before traveling around eight hours away for work. She would come back every two weeks or so. My mom was nine at the time. Eldest aunt was 11, youngest was seven. At night, there was no light at all so they had to use candles. The master bedroom on the top floor had a balcony which was so badly designed that from the inside, you wouldn't be able to look out onto the balcony properly. You could only see vague shapes and silhouettes. One night, around 10 PM, my aunt walked past the master bedroom and casually looked through. She said she saw a massive silhouette perched on the balcony railing. She says that it was easily seven to eight feet tall, even when perched on the balcony and definitely too large to be a human. She said that for months after, the thing would show up around 10 p.m. every night and it would just disappear around midnight. They moved after. Okay, so I can finally tell my story on this platform or any platform for that matter. This situation changed my mind on paranormal forever. So one day, I have no idea what day it was, it was a little bit ago now but it'll never leave me for as long as I live, I was taking my ex-girlfriend home after a long day. It was her mum's home or something. Quite a quiet area down a tight street if you understand what I'm saying, not the nicest of places to live but oh well. So we finally drive down and I reverse into this little parking area and we chat a little before the door opens with her two sisters in the distance, her dog. Or their dog, who knows her family weren't the most connected, and her grandma. They were watching my car waiting for my ex to get out and go inside. I kissed goodbye and watched over at her family because I was curious. I go home for the night and I believe the next day we meet back up and spend the day together. On the night when we pull up to go inside mine after our long day. I say it was nice seeing your sisters and your grandma. My ex just looks at me in confusion. What do you mean my grandma? She wasn't there. It was just my sisters. At this point shivers went down my spine. What do you mean your grandma wasn't there? I saw her right there with your sisters when they opened the door. The thing is at this point I flash back like I was in third person. I remember like she was right there. With her permed gray hair, 
her night dress with lavender patterns on it. She was a solid object because she was blocking my ex's sister slightly. What got to me more was me remembering the dog moving around her, her sisters looking at each other and minding their business. Then you get her grandma she was staring at me. Through my car lights. Like when you try looking at the driver on a night time when their lights are directly towards you. You can't see the driver. But it's like she could see me, making direct eye contact somehow. It made me feel uneasy the more I thought about it after mentioning it. My ex and my mum thought I was making things up. Only thing is. I am not and I never will be. To this day on after such a situation. My mind on ghosts have changed ever since I had such a situation with such an encounter. Not sure if this was real but here we go. When I was younger, I visited my grandparents farm. I was chilling at the front porch when it started raining super hard. I could barely see anything and I was getting quite wet. But before I got inside, I saw some woman approaching the front porch. She had pale skin, a white nightgown and long, tangled black hair. She was faint but the black hair really distinguished her from the surroundings. I ran inside my grandparents' house because I was really freaked out. Once I was inside, I looked through the window but the woman was not there. I went back to the front porch and she was nowhere to be seen. I was at my grandma's house in upstate New York. I was six years old and playing outside. Her house was in the middle of the woods and there was this huge flat rock not too far from her yard called Indian Rock where I guess tribes who used to live in the area used to meet. At least that's what I was told growing up. I heard something crashing through the woods not too far from me near the rock. It was massive, at least 10 feet tall since it was taller than the garden fence, and luckily I don't think it saw me. I remember it was mostly hairless except for some patches of brown fur. The head was really weird, like a cross between a deer and a bear, but also human, but wrong. Looking back, I can't explain what I saw. I thought it was something with mange, but bears don't have antlers, and deer don't have claws on their front legs. Recently just started a new job where one of my duties is to lock up this building that was once a cancer hospital. I thought I was crazy but my stories have been confirmed by my co-workers slash security camera footage. Most wild experience? Was about 10 PM and massive snowstorm outside so I expected some weird noises like howling from the wind etc. I'm on the first floor which is just a labyrinth of hallways, making sure all the doors are locked. Out of nowhere I heard what sounded like someone groaning. I attributed this to the wind outside. Five minutes later, it happened again so I yelled police who's there, show yourself. Yes, I work for a PD. I radio for backup and confirmation the building is empty besides me, which is confirmed, 
Backup never shows up due to the nuts snowstorm outside none of the sergeants felt like coming to help since they knew what was likely going on from watching cameras. I'm finishing the second floor and I heard what sounded like someone banging their head on the door downstairs or something. It was loud. I get downstairs and the locking mechanisms on the door I heard the noise come from is unlocked. This locking mechanism is only unlocked by two very specific keys, they don't even look like keys. Myself and my Sarge on duty are the only ones that have M. At this point I'm literally sweating and just hurry up back to the second floor and lock up the fastest I have ever done so. I get back to base and tell our dispatcher and sergeant what happened and they're just sitting there laughing acknowledging my claims. They said that building is haunted and even students have experiences there in midday. My dispatcher then showed me the locking mechanism being unlocked, it's a huge bar of metal, very noticeable on camera, and chills just ran down my back. She then showed me running down the hallway on my way to exit and one of the doors I locked swung open behind me. I didn't hear it because my gun belt and boots were making too much noise. I had recently gotten out of detox for heroin addiction and had nowhere to go so my best friend and his mom took me in and it was perfect because they lived about 45 minutes away from my city so I was away from anywhere and anyone that might trigger me. So my bed was the couch and one night, it must have been between 1am and 4am, I was awakened by my buddy's grandma. She thought I was my buddy so I said it was me and told her he was in his room and she said I'm sorry. Go back to sleep sweetie and that was that. So I wake up that morning and my buddy and his mom are in the kitchen having some coffee for breakfast. I say good morning and ask my buddy why his grandma came over last night so late and they both looked at me like I had three heads and informed me that my buddy's grandma had died just a month ago and that she had actually passed away on the couch I was sleeping on. It didn't creep me out or anything but I was blown away. I am a skeptic when it comes to ghosts and the afterlife but I cannot explain what happened that night. My buddy's mom was practically in tears. She told me that she took what I said to mean that her mother, my buddy's grandma, was at peace and very obviously looking after her daughter and grandson. In case I haven't already made this clear, this is a true story. Thanks for letting me share. I don't usually tell this story in my adult life but it's absolutely true and my mom can back me up. When I was a teenager, I went to a boarding school. After the winter holidays, a family friend of ours, around the same age as I was, committed suicide in his family home. My mom drove the five hours and back to pick me up from school and take me to the services even though I didn't really know the kid. I mainly knew his older brothers and mom but no real connection to him. I want to reiterate that I only met this guy a handful of times. After I got dropped off back at school, I started experiencing a weird headache that I initially coughed up to just a simple migraine. Unfortunately it got so bad that I had to go to the infirmary for an overnight stay. Here's where it gets weird. Once I was able to catch some sleep. I began to have the strangest lucid dream. 
I was still in the infirmary and in the same room but the place looked like an unfinished garage. I walked around and called for assistance when I encountered the kid who had just committed suicide. I looked at him and he looked at me, wearing all white, and I asked him why? And he goes you know why? Okay, I'll admit I'm not sure why I asked why. I think it was a why for many things. Like why are you here? Why me? Why did you do it? But his answer said a lot even though I couldn't explain why or how. I immediately woke up crying and sweating a bit. About two days later, my mom calls me and tells me people from home are seeing a psychic to try to cope with the loss. She then took a serious tone and said she had something to tell me. Before she could speak another word, I immediately bursted into tears telling her about my dream and how it felt so real. Then my mom's voice started to tremble and then went into her reason for calling. My mom's friend, who was the mother of the then girlfriend of the kid who committed suicide, went to the said psychic and the psychic mentioned that he visited me. Even my mom's friend was perplexed because even she knew I had little to no connection to this kid other than meeting a few times in passing and notably, he made me laugh. Literally every time. Anyway, I guess the psychic told my mom's friend that the kid always had a crush on me but felt there was never a good opportunity to connect. She said that he visited me during the night. I have no idea how this unexplainable occurrence slash coincidence happened but it made me believe in the other side. The smirk he gave me after he said you know why was, in retrospect, discernibly flirty but I just chalked it off as him being funny as I didn't know I was dreaming. I never tell people this fascinating experience because I tried once and I could tell I sounded ridiculous. I'm glad I can just put it here and maybe one of you will appreciate it as long as you believe it. This happened to me around 2006 to 2007 in the summertime. My family and friends live pretty remotely in the middle of nowhere near woods, trails and cornfields. During school, my friend told me about how her family decided to adopt a new religion, whatever that meant. She explained her family went into a big city to speak to a religious zealot slash medium who can see stuff that we can't. She told me this medium knew there was a trail that led behind her house and knew there was a cornfield mixed in with the, the woods as well behind her home. Nothing spooky about that, seems pretty common knowledge given the area. Well the medium also told her there is a demon slash extraterrestrial slash mytho creature that manifests itself behind their home in the woods around 3. 14 AM in the morning. And it tries to communicate through my friend and thus why she has chronic hiccups. Now of course, when she told me all of this, I didn't buy into any of it and thought it would be a perfect opportunity to scare my other friends who were girls in my class. We were all friends but I liked one of the girls and that part is irrelevant to the story. Anyway, so I explained the story to two of my friends and we decided we would go out to the woods that night behind my other friend's house in hopes to see this demon or whatever. The girls drove their car over to my house because we could walk to the trails from my house with no problem around 2. 30 AM. Took us about 15 minutes of walking to get to the location. 
The way the trail forms was pretty spooky because the trees kind of hooked over us forming a tunnel of leaves and limbs. It was extremely clear that night and the sound of insects and wildlife was very prevalent, so it wasn't that creepy. Time goes on and I'm sitting on the ground and one friend is playing on her flip phone and the girl I like was talking to me. 3. 14 AM rolls around and I start taunting whatever this thing is and I start throwing rocks in the cornfields and fast woods nearby. About 5 minutes pass and we decide to head back. No longer did it take for me to stand up and take 3 steps, everything around us got dead silent. No crickets chirping, no movement. Out of the blue, about 6 feet in front of us to the right, a large branch snaps in two and we hear the most ominous growl I have ever heard in my life. I've lived here my whole life and hunted. I have never heard an animal sound like that. By the sound of the limb snap, we fully expected to see something step out of the brush and greet us. Nothing did. The girls jumped behind me and we just stare at the spot for a solid minute trying to comprehend what it was. We couldn't see a dang thing. It was pitch black and our little flip phones didn't have the flashlight like these new phones have. I took a few pebbles on the ground and chucked them in the direction of the noise. Nothing. I decided it wasn't worth the risk of the girl's safety to head the direction we came, so I told them to run the other way and I'll lag behind, just in case if it's a predator that likes to chase, it'll get to me first. As soon as they took off, absolutely nothing followed us. We managed to cut through the woods and onto a roadway that led by to my house. We got back home around 4 AM. To this day, I have absolutely no idea what it was. We went back a year later and nothing ever occurred again. I still hear the growl in my head and it sends chills down my arm. Back in the house I used to live in as a kid a lot of paranormal stuff used to happen. This was around 2005 to 2009, so it wasn't too far back. Anyway when we first moved in for like the first few weeks everything was normal but one night my parents were arguing, I forgot why, and some pans ended up falling near the sink making a pretty loud noise and after that night every night around 12. You would hear the same sound of falling pans around the sink, and soon after that started happening at random times of the night you would hear the chairs being pulled. Now when we first moved in I was 4 to 5 and when we moved out I was 9 so I came to get used to these sounds and started telling myself oh it's just a pans falling again, mom must have set them in a weird way in the sink again, but I never really had an explanation for the chairs. On multiple occasions I would stay up late watching TV and get scared. Sometimes I would get brave enough to stand in the dark where the chairs were, hoping to see what was causing them to move. But just like there were no pans falling for the sound to be heard, no chairs moved and I would still hear the sounds. There was this one instance that me and my siblings always end up talking about because it caused us to get in trouble. This was on some random school day and our dad had called us on the home phone to tell us to clean around the house because it was getting messy. So we did what we normally did to tidy up the place. One of the things we did was gather all the socks and put them in a laundry basket in my sister's room. 
all three of us did this and that was the last thing we ended up doing. When we were done we hung around the living room watching TV until our dad got home 30 minutes later. After talking to us asking if we had done what he told us he went through the house checking our rooms and the other rooms to see if we really did what he had told us. So one thing about my dad is that he has really bad anger issues and he was verbally abusive to my sisters and I throughout most of our childhoods and on some occasions he would hit my older sister and me with a belt. Sometimes we would lie to him so that we wouldn't get in trouble. So he checked our rooms and when he got to my sister's room he lost it in anger because there were socks all over the room like on the bed and all over the floor. We swore to him that we had picked them up and put them in a basket but my dad still got angry at us, due to the fact that there were socks everywhere, calling us incompetent, telling us we were useless and that we were pieces of s. That was just one of the many things that happened in that house. I heard my name being whispered by my sister even though she was asleep. My sister always used to say that she could see a skull when she would stare at the curtains in her room and I couldn't see anything even though I was right there next to her. Every single friend or cousin of mine that would stay over said we had had ghost. But I would always deny it. Maybe for my own sanity by saying ghosts aren't real stupid. But yay there's a lot more I could talk about. But this already getting long so I'm gonna end it here. I had recently gotten out of detox for heroin addiction and had nowhere to go so my best friend and his mom took me in and it was perfect because they lived about 45 minutes away from my city so I was away from anywhere and anyone that might trigger me. So my bed was the couch and one night, it must have been between 1am and 4am, I was awakened by my buddy's grandma. She thought I was my buddy so I said it was me and told her he was in his room and she said I'm sorry. Go back to sleep sweetie and that was that. So I wake up that morning and my buddy and his mom are in the kitchen having some coffee for breakfast. I say good morning and ask my buddy why his grandma came over last night so late and they both looked at me like I had three heads and informed me that my buddy's grandma had died just a month ago and that she had actually passed away on the couch I was sleeping on. It didn't creep me out or anything but I was blown away. I am a skeptic when it comes to ghosts and the afterlife but I cannot explain what happened that night. My buddy's mom was practically in tears. She told me that she took what I said to mean that her mother, my buddy's grandma, was at peace and very obviously looking after her daughter and grandson. In case I haven't already made this clear, this is a true story. Thanks for letting me share. My grandmother was a Cajun voodoo black witch, dark stuff, animal sacrifices, bloodletting, and the like. We were all convinced she had a place waiting for her in hell. She was not a big woman. She was maybe 5 foot tall, 100 pounds. At her funeral, they had four men carry her casket from the funeral home to the hearse. At the church, it took six to get her out. It took eight to get her into the cemetery, as she got heavier and heavier as they got closer to her grave. Ten men to get her to her actual grave. When we returned to her house, where the rest of the family was, me and my uncle went to the kitchen, and the kitchen was hot, like opening an oven hot, 
and it was mid-February at the time, in a house in the country with no electricity. Inside the kitchen, we both saw my grandma, whom we just buried, holding hands with four other women. I didn't know them at all, but my uncle knew a couple, one was his grandma's sister, who died, one was grandma's mom, who was long dead, but not all. We left. Have not been back in that house since. That was close to 30 years ago. This happened to me when I was six. I was in my bed sound asleep when I felt the mattress beside me slowly shift as if someone was laying beside me. I opened my eyes and there was a full-grown adult woman beside me. She wasn't particularly scary, just normal looking but she was a strange person in my bed. Of course I opened my mouth to scream but before I did she put her finger to her lips as if to tell me to be quiet. Her eyes looked very frightened and she seemed to be silently pleading for me to keep quiet. Of course I screamed my guts out and I heard my parents getting up out of their bed. The strange woman just looked very sad, her eyes were full of tears. Dad turned my bedroom light on and as soon as he did she just wasn't there anymore. No sign of her at all. I slept in my parents' room that night. I was very scared but even more so I had a deep feeling of sadness. That was decades ago and I still remember it clearly. I've had a few run-ins like that, different people though, never that same woman. I was getting ready for bed in the bathroom, I had the door open as I was talking to my husband who was sitting on the bed. I was having a whole conversation with him, I even looked at him a couple times then he stopped answering me so I repeated myself and he answered but was in the living room. Now the living room was past the bathroom and I never saw him walk by and there was no way I would have missed it. He comes into the bathroom and was like were you talking to me? And I said yes. He said oh I didn't hear you I was in the living room. So I asked how long he was in there and he said for a long time but he was gonna get ready for bed. I asked if he was ever in the bedroom in the last like 10 minutes and he said no, he's been in the living room the whole time. He swears he wasn't ever in the bedroom. So I don't know who the F I was seeing and talking to but it terrified us both. Uck gives me shivers I can still see it just sitting up on the bed. Working on ships, some are pretty old and you hear some weird stories. The gift shop manager would rant and rant about how his team is lazy and how they keep trying to weasel out of working because they claim to see a little girl running around the gift shop. One night, we were having coffee with the head of the photography department and he's extra salty, talking about how he'll have to do an extra couple of hours because of his team. In the middle of the night, I get a call from the photo manager, she tells me our friend in her cabin crying and shivering, I run over, thinking he got some bad news from home or something. Turns out he was working in his office, the door faces a long mirror that covers most of the wall, closed section, and after hearing giggling, he saw the shadow of a child through the reflection, 
as if she was leaning to look into the door while trying to hide. Only in the reflection, he says he jumped up and ran out. The giggling and sounds of tiny feet running around the shop and into the casino, same deck. I'm not big into the paranormal, but the following day I mentioned this to my boss and she told me that about 20 years back, a little girl came out of the theater with her parents, she was running ahead of them, around the gift shop, but eventually she went into the casino, coming out at the atrium, a drop with glass lifts that go from deck 12 to 5, so a good drop, she leaned over the railing to look down, lost her balance and fell, breaking her neck on impact and dying. Apparently it was a common sighting at the shop and casino. I lived in a crowded staff house for a few months. There's no boarding fee, as it is actually a renovated warehouse of my company so basically everything is paid by my employer from water to electricity. So I stayed there for 17 months not minding we are 12 girls in a small room. You basically can't move without bumping to someone or something. The walkway is barely 300mm to 500mm in width. And this room is in the second floor with squeaky floor, no proper foundation, long story, basically when someone walks everybody in the first floor can hear you and everyone in the room can feel you. The extraordinary happens during May last year, Usu the time of the year we Filipinos believe that many in Canto, or I think enchanted in English, I don't know the exact translation, happenings. It started when one morning my co-worker and roommate shared that someone scared her last night at 11 p.m. Someone walking in circles at the dead of the night. Another girl from our group confirms it and she said she looked at it with flashlight and there's no one there and the walking stopped. Since we've been together for long, we know each other's footsteps and you can actually feel how heavy the person walking is, but it's too heavy to be one of us girls. We actually laughed about it at work, but scared enough that we agreed that we'll not talk about it when at the house but only at the office, scared that if there really is an encanto, it might hear us and scare us outright. Me personally, said it'll wait for 11pm and wait for IT to walk, and that's it. We turned off the light and slept so it is pitch black. Then it came. It felt like no one from our group, it's like a 200 pounds man pacing. I've never been scared in my entire life. That thing that happens in cartoons where Tom screams his heart out. That's what I felt, like I will puke my heart and stomach out. I can only hear my heartbeat like breaking my ribs to come out. I didn't even move. It felt like the longest night of my life, swearing that if I ever woke up ill pack and move out right away. We just turned on the light and woke up when one of us girls let out a muffled scream. She said it felt like someone tries to be in bed next to her. She felt her mattress go down as IT tries to climb her bed. It just felt so real. She said she's screaming on her mind because it's like her body's still asleep and can't actually make a sound. We just talked about it at work and agreed to have a night lamp. It stopped. We called the walker yabag or fondly yabs, meaning footstep. We lived there for another half a year.
I saw a UFO at the age of 14. 2008, it was hovering motionless above my city in the distance. It set itself apart from the rest of the sky as clouds were moving fairly quickly from left to right from my position and it just hovered there, a silver saucer unmoved by the weather. Not sure if anyone believed me when I've told them. Fast forward to 2020 and I was driving with my partner and mid-conversation she fixates on something in the sky. She is really confused as to what she's seeing and from my position I couldn't see it or take my focus off the road. But instinctually I described what I had seen back in 2008 and she immediately asked me how I knew what she was looking at, I hadn't taken my focus off the road. I then told her about what I had seen and I'm still not sure if anyone believes MD. But I can only trust what my senses tell me, even if they can be wrong or manipulated. My last posting in the army was at Fort Campbell, where we lived in base housing. We had an infant and a four-year-old when we moved in, and we used our front room as a playroom for them. One night, my wife and I both heard footsteps running down the hallways towards the front of the house. We thought our son was out of bed, so we went to check it out. Nothing. We passed it off as just hearing things, but it happened more than once. The big moment came during the day, though. While our son was playing, one of his electronic toys kept going off. When we went in to ask him to play with something else for a while. He was on the other side of the room. Again, easy to pass off. Until the toys started going off at night. My wife and I are both very open to the possibility of spirits, and I have always been sensitive to old and haunted places. So, we decided to just talk to the entity. We explained that it was okay to stay here and play with the toys, but not when we were all trying to sleep. It never happened at night again. Fast forward a few months, and we are at a barbecue with our old neighbors. We had moved out at this point and another family had moved in. We casually asked if they had encountered the ghost child, and both the new family and our old neighbor looked shocked. Apparently, the family that lived there before us had reported the same kind of disturbances including catching glimpses of a little ginger boy in the window from outside the house. Meanwhile, the family currently living in the house was being terrorized, to the point that they were all sleeping in the same room for fear of this spirit. We explained how we simply asked the spirit to stop disturbing us at night. I never found out if the new family's situation got any better. Vladimir Putin's supposed Russian Yeti sighting. In March 2016, Vladimir Putin and his security people claimed that they had observed three Russian Yeti or Almasty while visiting a remote village in Siberia. A bit of cryptid propaganda by the Russian dictator. Russian president discovers proof that fabled creature exists while on short vacation in the Kemerovo region. Environmental rangers and hunters in remote mountain terrain say the Kremlin leader personally witnessed three yetis while on a recent helicopter trip to a remote location famous for claimed sightings of the Russian Almasty or Wildman as he is known. <laughs>
The rangers went on to explain he and his entourage saw an adult male yeti and a female and one smaller child yeti, at a distance of about 150 meters, said Dmitry Ivanov, a national park wildlife expert who was with the group at the time. Dmitry stated at first the creatures stood and just watched us, then they took big strides and went off into the trees. Briefly, they reappeared again as if curious about the presidential group, but then vanished quickly again into the trees and brush. The creatures were covered in thick gray-colored hair and took giant steps, far bigger than a man. The sighting is understood to have been confirmed by 64-year-old President Putin's security detachment after they inspected the footprints found in the newly fallen snow. Pictures of the prints were released later on Friday, April 1st by the Kremlin Press Service. It is understood. It is unknown if they were taken by Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev, a noted photographer, who was on the same trip, according to local newspaper reports in Kemerovo. The Yeti family sighting came on President Putin's latest wildlife visit to remote regions of Siberia. He was said to be awestruck by the sighting. Now scientists from the Siberian branch of the Russian Academy of Science have been ordered to investigate the discovery, but the Russians will do everything to protect the Yeti in their natural habitat. The president is well known for his exploits to protect Siberian wildlife, including tigers, leopards, polar bears and along with Pacific whales. But if the Yeti find is confirmed this will be his most remarkable achievement yet. On one occasion in 2012 he flew in a hang glider over Arctic Siberia in an attempted to teach white cranes to fly south to migrate. Yeti are also known as Bigfoot or Abominable Snowmen. Sightings have been made in North America as well as Russia and other areas of Asia over many decades, but skeptics always dismiss the claims. The location of the sensational discovery was some 32 kilometers from the Azaz Cave, a place where Yeti believers have previously said there were sightings. Igor Burtsev, director of the International Center of Hominology in Moscow, said, This is extraordinary news. Yeti deniers will now have to eat their words. We previously found hair from the Yeti in the Azaz cave even if the Americans and British disputed out findings. Igor is of course no for his work with the Carter Farm Bigfoots in the United States and also the Xana Skull Discovery and DNA Study. So once I saw Bigfoot. Let me explain, so I have this creek at the back of our house and we sometimes explore there. Bigfoot communicates by knocking on trees so I brought my wooden sword with me. After I knocked I heard something knock back in the distance. When we got to the bottom of the hill, I heard noises in the bushes. When I said we had to go, I saw about 20 feet away from me a big black tall creature resembling the shape of Bigfoot. Luckily I made it out just fine. I always wanted to share this story but generally I browse Reddit from my phone and frankly, this story is way too long to try and get out using mobile. So here I go, sharing this story from long ago, before crawlers were a thing people talked about, before the internet exploded, 
and that annoying modem sound came on if you were lucky enough to have a computer and internet at all at the time. It was around 1999 and I was living in, very, rural upstate New York. If you don't know, or have never been to that Catskill Mountains, it is small town after small town surrounded by forest and farmlands. Not much to do back then but hang out with your friends, and drive around, at least that's what I did with my friends, besides the weekly house party. My best friend and I were very into the paranormal back then, and we both experienced many unexplained things our entire lives, and being in our late teens slash young adults we were curious. We both identified as Wiccan at the time and spent a lot of time in those woods. We would meditate, do earthy spells, have lunch, and camp out. So, needless to say, we were not afraid of the woods, the dark, or being completely isolated in the middle of nowhere. One night on one of our late winter drives to nowhere, because like I said, nothing else to do. We ended up on a road where we hadn't really been before and pulled off on the side to where this old schoolhouse was. We parked the car, got out and looked in the windows to check it out and see what was inside. It appeared to be kept up as a historical site as there were old desks inside and an old chalkboard, etc. It was really neat but we did have that creepy ass feeling that you get at places where the veil is thin. So, of course, we returned there several times after, just drawn to the place. A few times we went during the day with some other girlfriends to check it out. As we took a walk in the woods behind the schoolhouse we all felt this odd feeling. The only way we could describe it was like what I've heard is walking through a fairy circle. The ambient lighting around us felt, different. I can't really describe it other than almost as more of a vivid color experience around us as the sun came through the trees. We didn't think we were there all that long, maybe an hour or so, but when we returned to the car it had been several hours and it was early evening, maybe around 5 or 6 pm we had gotten there around noon or so. One time my best friend and I went at night again. We were sitting in the car just talking drinking our gas station bought cappuccino purchased for our night drive, and kept hearing this tap, tap, tap sound. Out loud, I said, knock it off, to the nothing that was there. Right as I say this, we hear what we could only describe as child's feet running away from behind, to the side of the car. It freaked us both out and we got the heck out of there. There was no way anyone was there. Like I said, this was a rural main road to a dirt road pull-off. Completely pitch black, no street lights, no cars going by in the distance or anything. If someone did show up there they would have been walking in the dark for miles to get there. And it certainly wouldn't be, what sounded like, a child running around the car. Kind of sad when I think of it now. I certainly hope it wasn't a roaming spirit of a child gone too soon from this place. Anyway, this is where the freakiest part happens, and we never did return to the old schoolhouse after this. As we we are getting back onto the main road there in the headlights we could see something scurrying across the road quickly. It looked like a hairless naked human crawling low to the ground, its elbows bent high so that its belly was close to the road 
and its knees looked as if they were bent backwards. I remember us both turning to each other with that panicked look on our faces like, what? And then said aloud, what the F? Did you just see that? What the hell was that? We drove home kind of trembling and not saying much. I remember I kept looking in the rear view mirror half expecting to see this thing chasing us down the road. Luckily, we did not. Me and my friend are still besties to this day and we sometimes talk about these series of events. Years later we saw the movie The Descent and it immediately made us both think of the old schoolhouse and the thing we saw run across the road that night. It was a freaky place, experience, and time. Also exciting and slightly terrifying, lol. I now live across the country, far away from NY but I often wonder about that old schoolhouse in those woods. Someday, I think I would like to return, now that I'm older and in a different place in my life. I would like to see if it's still there, and just to see how I feel about all of it now, but I would never, ever, want to see that thing we saw that night so many years ago. In my parents' backyard. I was driving with my dad and we were slowly circling the backyard. Up in the top of trees it was like a black hole was following us. It was circle-shaped, but moved spiral-like but not perfect. About three meters wide and in length. But it was like the absence of light, or like anything existed there. Like a glimpse into another dimension, absolutely empty, black no light but like it was also aware we could see it, it flowed and followed us as we drove. Me and my dad still remember seeing it. But my mom and sister were in the car at the time. We were telling her what we were looking at and she couldn't see it at all. My dad walks his dog in that bush, he said that he seen this black thing again but that is was human shaped again and kinda peeked at him from behind a tree. As a kid I don't remember being afraid of it. I encountered something gray, glowing, and tall in my home when I was a kid. For some backstory this happened when I was 9 or 10 years old. My parents moved us into a brand new house. We were the first family to live in it. The house always had a dark vibe about it, like the energy was just off. If you were alone in a room you could feel someone enter but no one would be there. You could feel a lot of energy you were never truly alone type of energy. If you were taking a shower you'd see a shadow in the room with you walking around through the glass of the shower door. You could be sleeping in the bonus room and wake up to a shadow figure in the doorway. It happened to my parents and myself but of course my parents played it off as nothing. No one was ever happy in that house. Now that I'm older, Whenever I have a nightmare more times than not it's about that house or the setting is at the house. Now on to my title. I could probably think of a logical reason for any of the things I talked about above but not this. I know this really happened. This was not my imagination. When I was young I always slept in between my parents because I was terrified of the dark. One night I shot straight up in bed and in the doorway this tall skinny, 
glowing gray human-looking thing walked past the doorway into the bonus room. It had no hair, it gave off male energy. Time didn't stand still, there was nothing weird happening other than the fact I just saw this thing walk past my door. It had no facial features. I was scared when I saw this but because of the energy it gave off. Following this incident I would always see red glowing eyes in my bedroom closet whenever I'd pass by. I'm 26 now and I've seen a lot of scary things but this one always makes me feel the worst when I remember it. What do y'all think it was? Has anything like this happened to anyone? This happened in Northern California for anyone wondering. I saw a Sasquatch when I was 8 in Yosemite. I was walking back from the horse trail, and was warned to be on the loo out for bears. I came up over the ridge and saw what I thought was a bear until it stood upright. And I noticed this little human. It looked around for adults then casually walked down the same trail I came up. At the time I had never heard of Bigfoot and told my uncle who was a hunter. He didn't tell me what I saw for quite some years. But I remember him taking me out after the sighting and showing me some different types of bears in the park and when I told him none of them looked like the one I saw he said. You're one lucky boy. It's also noted that that was the year a lot of bear proof lockers were ripped open and car turned over. Park rangers said it was bears but my uncle later said it was Sasquatch. I'm posting on behalf of a very close friend of mine who wanted to remain anonymous. The reason for this post is to see if anyone has experienced anything similar, or may have any advice as to what was witnessed. Per my own research, I have read about occurrences of this otherworldly operation style around this time frame in the United States. For the sake of the story anonymity, the person referenced will be named Jessica. Additionally, I will draw images of what Jessica had described to me were the aliens she had encountered and their mode of transportation. Jessica is now in her 50s but has a memory from her childhood that she remembers very vividly, and has never told anyone but me. She claims it was around 1976 in a small town in southwest Ohio. It was late summer, say September timeframe right around twilight probably 7 or 8 p.m. when the horizon has that orange ridge that fades to blue as you gaze upward. Jessica's parents allowed her to play outside within a boundary limit of their street, and curfew was when the streetlights came on. Disobeying her parents Jessica decided to walk two blocks outside of her allowed boundary to a nearby field and water tower. When she got to the edge of the field where the water tower was approximately a 40-yard distance away, she encountered three aliens and their spacecraft below the water tower. Her description was very classic. The aliens were average adult height and build, guessing 5, 6 feet, tall slash 180, 200 pounds, with thin but large heads, large dark eyes, a gray skin tone, with long arms and fingers. The spacecraft was also a classic flying saucer, Thin round profile with a dome on top and a drawbridge that lowered for boarding. 
Jessica never went that far outside of her boundary limits until that day when she claimed she felt drawn to go over there. Two of the aliens were loading black boxes onto the spacecraft, while one was standing near the edge of the field closer to Jessica. Suddenly, the idol, nearby alien noticed her and gave her a surprised look of, no one is supposed to be here. Scared for her life Jessica turned and ran the two blocks back to her house, where she went inside to get ready for bed. Jessica's bedtime was 9 p.m. back in the 70s it was very normal to sleep with windows and doors open. Jessica's bedroom window was open and in the back of the house facing the water tower. She told me, I remember laying in bed, it was pitch black dark and quiet, I was drifting in and out of sleep and suddenly I opened my eyes and one of them was standing over me right beside my bed. I wanted to scream in fear but no noise was coming out. I was completely paralyzed and frozen, and could not move or speak. After a few moments of staring at one another I blacked out. The next thing I remember was that I was coming in and out of sleep being carried in the house by the alien. It laid me down on the footstool in the living room. I had lift my head to watch it walk back out of the house, almost as if to say goodbye and then passed out again on the footstool until I woke up there the next morning. Jessica had told me her entire life she had convinced herself this was a dream, but felt comfortable telling me as I have been exploring the possibilities of extraterrestrial life myself. She never told her family because she would have gotten in trouble for breaking the rules, and from the sound of it her family would not be too receptive of her explanation of what she saw. The last odd thing from the experience, was that shortly after the encounter, Jessica was diagnosed with epilepsy and began having to take medicine to prevent seizures. Thank you for taking the time to read my friend's story. We would love to hear your thought regarding this. When I was a kid in my yard also coincidentally in Ohio I saw a giant bee. This thing looked exactly like a cartoon bee. It was like three feet by three feet and flew past me. It could not have been real. Also as a kid I also saw the jolly green giant this was absolutely terrifying. He was as big as the house I was living in. He peeked through a window that was on the second floor and he waved at me. I was absolutely terrified and was pointing and nobody else saw anything. He could not have been real. I had the it was probably a dream but maybe not alien encounter like your friend. I was in the same house in Ohio. I was asleep and suddenly. It gives me the chills thinking about it even now. I felt three long fingers with claws grab my back. I was completely terrified. I stood up screamed. Yelled. Cried. I was in a bedroom with my younger relative. In exhaustion from yelling and screaming I passed out. I later woke up and asked everyone in the house why didn't you guys come to my aid? I was yelling and screaming and crying yet nobody in the house got up to see what was wrong? They all claimed they didn't hear anything. Maybe it was just a dream? Maybe it was an alien? Who knows? I guess I can't prove it either way so why does it matter? 
I live in extreme southern New Jersey, not all that far from the Salem nuclear plant, Salem County. One evening, at approximately 1.30 a.m., my husband and I had our first experience with a cryptid. We had spent the evening having dinner at the home of his boss. My husband had a few drinks, so we agreed I would drive home. I was driving a Honda S2000 with the top down, as it was a beautiful warm evening. About three miles from our home, on a backcountry road, with my speed driving approximately 60 miles per hour. We had just passed a wooded area on both sides of the road. Something approached our car, flying overhead from behind the vehicle. It flew overhead so close, that I feel like I could have reached up and touched it. Now when I say it flew overhead, in actuality, it was not flying, but gliding. Its wings never flapped, not even once during this whole experience. Yet this thing was able to exceed the speed of my car, swoop in front of the moving vehicle and avoid getting hit. As we looked up, we clearly saw there was not a single feather on these wings. So don't tell me, oh, it was a huge owl, because it was not an owl. The wings were black leather, exactly like those of a bat. We could clearly see either bone structure or veining between the layers of the wings. Now in a Honda S2000, the headlights are halogen. The beam from these lights not only light up the roadway path in front of you, but they go beyond the road, on either side to also include lighting the bank on either side in front of you. This thing glided overhead from behind, down over my windshield and hood, then directly in front of my car. It continued to glide two feet off the road surface, before veering off to the right, at which point we lost sight of it. However, while directly in front of me, I could clearly see the wingspan exceeded the width of the two-lane road on each side by at least a foot. My husband, who was reclined in the seat next to me, looked at me and said, did you see what I just saw? I told him, you describe the thing you saw. Then I will do the same. I swear, let God strike me dead if I am lying. We both described the same creature. Now granted, he had a couple of drinks but was in no way intoxicated. I know for a fact two people cannot hallucinate the same creature, period. My husband is a retired school teacher of 30 years. We have nothing to gain by telling anyone of this encounter. So we both agreed to never tell what happened to us, to avoid being called crazy. No pun intended. However, I have told neighbors that live close to me. Only because they have small children. They all look at me like I am nuts. But I feel better safe than sorry. I could never forgive myself, if something were to happen and I had not warned them. I personally never let my dog out late at night anymore. I am very leery of my surroundings now. This has affected me greatly. Listen there are things out there we have no clue about. But once you have your first encounter, you will forever believe. Reading the different stories and encounters from you guys, I finally feel encouraged enough to share this story. 
The encounter took place about four years ago. Since learning about humanoids and in particular about the rake, I was always very fascinated about them. Back in the good old days, one of my best friends, Robert, would come over for sleepovers. I introduced him to the rake. We always watched horror movies or videos of bizarre encounters as we loved to frighten ourselves before venturing out into the local woods. I basically live a two-minute walk away from the woods. Till that night trip, we never encountered anything really creepy when venturing into the woods. Sometimes Robert would try to stand still in silence in hope of hearing something exciting, F.E., an animal walking over with sticks creating sounds. In order for you to better understand my thoughts later on, I want to give you a detailed explanation of our path. It was after midnight when we headed out. Shortly after entering the forest, there is a small crossing with a left path and a right path. We took the right path, walking up a hill for about a quarter of an hour. After that we just pretty much followed the path reaching the peak of the hill and then ventured down again for about 10 minutes. We reached another crossing. The left path would lead us to another exit whereas the straight path would let us continue walking on to another hill. About half an hour going up the hill, I told Robert that I wanted to go home as I started to get cold and exhausted. Furthermore, I told him that I did not see us witnessing anything exciting anymore for that night. Robert was disappointed, but nevertheless agreed. Robert wanted us to regularly stop speaking and be completely silent so we could hear everything surrounding us. We also flashed our lights in the woods regularly. This is where it starts to get creepy. As we started to head down the second hill, we started to relax and talk about other interests. As my, back then, shrimp posture obliged me to, I more or less only looked at my feet when walking. As we reached the second crosswalk again, Robert suddenly scurried up. In panic, he asked me whether I also saw something jump slash hush in the woods coming from the right path, former left path, to the path we originally came from. As I already mentioned, I looked at my feet when walking down the path, meaning I could not have seen anything. However, I believe that Robert just wanted to build up suspension as he liked to do that when nothing happened at our trips. So I did not really believe him in that. He started throwing rocks in the area where said figure seemed to head, our way back BTW. We stood still for some minutes, listening for any suspicious sounds, but the forest was in total silence. Realizing this, it made me somewhat uncomfortable. On our way back from the second crossing to the first, we started to ease back down again and started talking normally. The walk back also took about half an hour. This is where it gets really creepy. As we were about to reach the first crossing, I used my flashlight on the trees that were not too far in front of us. As I pointed my light on them, I noticed that there were two yellow dots right beside a big tree. As we came closer, I could see it more clearly. These were not just two yellow dots. I started to recognize a bald head with these two yellow glowing eyes. I told Robert to stand still, I pointed in the area where that thing was peeking from the tree. 
I was furious at him because he did not see it. I told him that he needed to focus on the yellow dots. When he recognized it, he freaked out too. I freaked out even more when I thought about our situation. This creature stood between the only near entrance slash exit out of the forest and us. We really started to panic as we did not know what to do. As Robert also started to flash on that creature and we both more or less shouted at ourselves, the creature went behind the tree and peeked out from the other side. As we followed with our lights, it stepped back from the tree. I was able to see more of its body. It was white slash gray, hunched over and its arms were hanging down. It slowly walked away from the crossing, moving one leg then the other one. We stood on the spot for a few seconds. Then I carefully started to peek in the area it vanished. I couldn't see it anymore. I told Robert to run for his F life and boy oh boy, even Usain Bolt would have been astonished of our speed in that run. We ran through the exit and went back to my home. It was the scariest experience of my life. What I really find so intriguing about this encounter. This creature either followed slash stalked us very quietly through the woods for about half an hour since Robert spotted it on the second crossing till the exit or it was smart enough to recognize where the path we took would be leading us to, as we first saw it at the second crossing and then in front of us at the exit. It was also able to recognize pretty fast that we spotted it. I think by switching sides at the tree when peeking, it wanted to confirm for itself whether we spotted it by seeing us rotating light to the other side of tree, mind you. These were bad flashlights which lights only performed worse over that range. Last but not least, I do not think it was scared in the slightest of us. Even as I and Robert started to speak more loudly in a stressed voice, it calmly started to walk away. Description of the creature White slash gray body head looked bald long arms hunched body posture with the arms hanging down it must have been about 2 meters tall. Rather slim body. When I was in elementary school, I lived in this house next to a abandoned grave site. Bodies were still there. And kept seeing shadow people coming and going from room to room also saw a shadow cat. I had a cat at the time, but I was in the hallway, saw him go into the bathroom, went after him and he wasn't in there. No joke, less than two minutes later I hear scratches at the front door, went to look and it was my cat. I freaked out and told my mom about everything I saw, she said I was seeing things. But the weird thing was I had a dream at the age of 10 and 15 about a black and white world with nobody but a group of people including me. The only colors I saw were blue and red. One person was wearing a blue jacket and another person was wearing a red shirt. We were standing in front of what I thought was a hospital. Next then I know, I'm inside a room in the hospital with the person wearing the red shirt. They are by the door and I'm crouched behind the bed. I'm looking at the door and when it opens my perspective changes to the person wearing the red shirt standing by the door. As the door opens more a shadow figure walks in, comes for me and I wake up. To this day I still feel like something or someone is always watching me, 
just out of the corner of my eyes. I never really feel alone, even it is seems like I am. I also never wear red shirts. I think I just had an experience with one cryptid. So, context. I carpool with a friend to morning PT, college ROTC. I walk about a third of a mile up my driveway, as it's pretty bad and his car couldn't handle it. But, walking up this morning, I smelled something terrible, like pure garbage and something rotting. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Then I felt my hair stand up and it felt like something was watching me. I knew better than to look around, I wasn't wanting to actually see this thing. The more I walked, the more my body said to turn and run, but my mind kept telling me to keep going, it'll be alright. I also noticed there were no birds or insects out, causing a pretty unnerving silence. After about 75 yards, a big relief came over me and I felt alright. I can't put into words the fear, though. I've never felt anything like that. I'm still standing outside at my pickup point. Thankfully, the feeling and smell are gone, so I don't think anything followed me. I'm just trying to figure out what I could have encountered. Possible Wendigo, Crawler Encounter? Alright, so yesterday me and my friend came from the woods behind my house. It was normal, about 8, 45 AM. We went out to do some foraging. Just as we were about to walk into the house, the both of us heard something scream hey, hey, coming from right behind us. I live on private property. Almost no neighbors, other than the guy next to us who knows not to come over here without permission. I got freaked out, and practically pulled us into the house while locking the doors. I made sure he heard it too, and he said he did, but he wasn't nearly as scared as I was, considering I know a lot more about these types of things than him. My first thought went to a skinwalker, but I posted this on our slash skinwalker, and they all said it could be either a Wendigo or a crawler. The reason I don't think it's a skinwalker is because I live in rural Maine. Not once have I heard a skinwalker story from Maine, at least not that I can recall. I'm still shaking, and frankly, I am not going in those woods again alone. If you've heard anything about Wendigos being in Maine, I'd like to know. Skinwalkers, Wendigos, and crawlers have been, and still are my worst fear. We have woods all around us, and that definitely doesn't make things better. We didn't see anyone in those woods. Not a single person. It came from directly behind us, no further than 100 feet. If it was a neighbor, they would have knocked on the door. The Gorillaman Midwestern USA Encounter, Summer 2022. This would have been in late summer of 2018. This has just recently been brought back up, and I have found this sub. Many of the descriptions fit well. I would like to note that I was not eyewitness to this story, 
but it has been corroborated by six eyewitnesses that describe the same thing. This story has been told to me by my younger brother and his friends, which may lead some to question its credibility, but it was also, partially, witnessed by one of the boy's mothers and sister. In a nearby town, there is a collection of softball fields in a residential area. My brother's girlfriend at the time was playing in a tournament there. And, out of happenstance, he had friends with sisters or girlfriends also playing there. I have been to these fields as a teen, and there are usually lots of kids and parents around during a tournament like this, approximately, 300 to 500 people I would guess on average. The boys would all have been around 15 to 16 at this time. Apparently, one of the boys was aware of a tunnel entrance nearby the fields. How he would have known about it is beyond me, because it is pretty obscure. Regardless, it does exist, and I have stood in the entrance of it myself about two years after all of this took place. It is about eight in diameter. The boy who knew of the tunnel told the others, and they walked over to it. The entrance is in a small collection of trees, and you have to go down into a small creek bed, but it is still well within a quarter mile of the fields. This tunnel is part of system that directs storm runoff to a large river. I have dug up maps of this system out of curiosity. I think the particular section they were in goes four miles or so, but, judging from the maps I found, and not eyewitness, I believe there are many more miles of tunnels in this system under the town. The boys explain that as they follow the shallow running water into the tunnels by the light of their phones, the sun was just starting to set. They estimate they may have gone two plus miles into this tunnel. At the entrance, they said there was lots of graffiti, and eventually there was no more. They went way past all of the graffiti and they saw no markings or signs of anyone having been in the tunnel until they reached the point they turned around. Occasionally, they would see smaller tubes joining the tunnel, described as barely large enough to perhaps wriggle into, and some of them would have a bit of water running from them. The boys reached one of these smaller tubes that was spitting out a lot of water. They had to run up and around the water. When they reached the other side, they saw written on the wall in what they all described as creepy handwriting the statement, six dead, one alive. This freaked them out. They were already feeling very anxious by this point, and they decided to turn around when they heard a noise behind them. They basically all panicked and ran back. When they eventually got to the entrance, the sun was really starting to set. One of the boys happened to notice a one by four plank in the entrance with a piece of paper duct taped to it. It had the words, leave now scrawled on it with this weird symbol that looks something like a circle with a jagged arrow going through it at a 45 angle. The boys postulated that the note was probably intended to float down to them, but got caught not very far inside. One of the boys picked up the scrap of wood and carried it with him. My brother said the others did not realize the implications of the note, and he had to point out that this meant someone had been watching them, and might be right at that moment. This prompted them all to be scared and look around. They did not see anything, but they quickly climbed up out of the creek bed and, as they emerged from the trees, 
They got back on the sidewalk to walk back to the softball fields. They had not made it very far on the sidewalk when my brother noticed that they were being followed by a very strange being. They all were scared out of their minds when they realized this. They described the creature as being very tall. They approximated it to be 6 foot 5 inches in height. They said its shoulders were unnaturally narrow. And it had long, spindly arms. It stood hunched over with its arms hanging limp. The creature stumbled along on its two feet, falling all over itself like a drunk man, and was all over the sidewalk. It was dressed in all black, skin-tight clothing like spandex or similar, and had black gloves on. Between the sleeves and the gloves they said there was extremely pale skin. Intriguingly, they described the head to be like a greasy, black pom-pom. There were no distinguishing facial features. This thing followed them, even though it was very unsteady on two feet, and they were freaked out enough by it that they hurried away and hopped the fence to the softball fields. Interestingly, the being did not leave the sidewalk when they did. It was almost as if it was stumbling along in a trance, they said. From the safety of the other side of the fence, one of the boys yelled out to it, Hey, we got your note. The being seemed to snap out of its trance, and bounded up a steep hill on all fours at an incredible rate of speed into another patch of trees. The boys were dumbfounded by this. All of this should have been in full view the softball fields had anyone been paying attention. The boys ran back to one of the boys' mothers who was present and told her what had happened. She scoffed in disbelief, until, at some point, this thing wobbles out of the trees, and starts a fire in an open field right across from the softball fields. This, too, was in full view of anyone paying attention. The boys said it seemed to start the fire instantaneously, leading them to consider it may be some kind of demon or something. I guess the mother saw all of this, and was intrigued, perhaps because she is a bit of a religious fanatic. All of the boys loaded up in her car with the mother and sister, and she drove them past the creature. The mom was dumbstruck. The thing seemed to be dancing in a wobbly, unsteady fashion around this fire it had started. They rolled down the car window and yelled to the being, and threw the sign at it. Its head snapped to look at them, even though they could see no identifying facial features, and it yelled back in unintelligible, garbled speech. Apparently, this really seemed to disturb the boy's mother who was driving, and the sister, who screamed in terror. This caused the being to take off, yet again, on all fours, at an incredible rate of speed into the trees. Today, whenever they talk about this event, they refer to him as the Gorillaman because of the look of the hair covering its head like a black pom-pom. I happen to know an older guy who grew up in that area, and he was not aware of the tunnels or any such creature. Some of the explanations the boys have proposed were a possessed human, a demon, an alien, or that it is some kind of cryptid creature. A couple weeks after the sighting, the mother, who had apparently been shaken, had discussed it with her husband. The husband, who is a bit religiously fanatical as well, 
I say this because they are convinced it is a demon or related, was enamored by the story, and started digging for information. I guess he had found a newspaper article stating there was a dismembered body found in the exact group of trees that the creature ran off into found only weeks prior to the boys seeing it. To this day, I have no idea what they saw, but some of the descriptions here seem to be somewhat similar. I do find it odd that this thing was out in the open. I must say that starting a fire in this area is just plain strange, but I think it would be totally unheard of for a cryptid to do so. I'm of the persuasion that it must have been a crackhead or something, but the boys are convinced its movements and proportions were not human. Edit. Boys go into tunnel, find leave now note upon exit, get followed by stumbling creature that runs off on all fours. Creature returns to dance around a fire, boys drive by it with one of their mothers who sees it take off very fast on all fours after it yells unintelligible speech at the boys when they yell and throw the sign at it. My encounter with what I believe to be a crawler. So some of you may have read this story a while back because I had posted it on another thread but here's my story. This happened about 6 years ago and still creeps me out but I am coming to accept what I saw and researching this thread I am convinced what I saw was a crawler. Anyway, this was back in college in central Pennsylvania. It was late, probably around midnight. On a weeknight and my roommate and I had been smoking and trying to find something to do. We decided to go to a tunnel in the woods that was supposed to haunt it. People have basic ghost stories from visits there but nothing too scary. My roommate and I get in his car and start driving there. We get to this tunnel in the middle of the woods and when I say middle of the woods I mean middle of the woods, it's very dark and all you can really make out are shadows from the moonlight. We get there and follow all the directions to see a ghost. Drive through the tunnel, turn around, stop in the middle, turn the car off, etc. We are sitting there for a while probably like 15 to 20 minutes just talking. We were getting ready to leave and out of the right side of the tunnel I start to see a shape coming out of the bushes, but can't really make out what it was. This thing then crawls into the middle of the tunnel just sits there hunched over and turned its head to look at the car, then it quickly shuffled on all fours to the other side of the tunnel. Looked exactly as other people have described here long skinny limbs, smaller torso, definitely not something I had seen before or have seen again. After seeing this thing, all I could say was go. Even before I got the words out, my roommate had turned his car on and started driving as fast as he could without tearing up the bottom of his car out of the woods. When we got out of the woods and to the road my roommate says you know Lord of the Rings right. This solidified that I saw what I saw and my mind wasn't playing tricks on me. This happened yesterday. So. For context, I'm a teenager living in quiet rural town in Kerala and there was a huge thunderstorm that day, there were a bunch of trees on the road and stuff. I was coming back home with my mom after my tuition class. We left the main road and entered the road that leads to our neighborhood. This road was small and really dark, 
Plus there was an abandoned factory next to it. The place generally had a weird vibe. So we turned to this road and all of a sudden, a tall white creature walked off the road. I thought it was just me but when we got home, my mom asked me if I saw something move on the road, she wasn't wearing glasses so she wasn't sure it she really saw it. Not sure what that thing was, I'm planning on asking my neighbors if they had a similar experience, I'll be updating the situation soon. My best friend and I saw a crawler at my parents' house. First of all, growing up I've dealt with paranormal things like shadow people, things moving without anyone touching them, etc. and I swear this is a legit story. A year ago in May in 2020, my parents were going on their annual trip to Florida with my three brothers for the week. My mother asked me if I could go by their house and feed the family dogs or stay in house sit. Being the daughter I am, I told my mother I would just stay at their house to save on gas. Throughout the week at night I would bring the two dogs inside to feel safer since my parents live on a somewhat back road. Keep in mind my parents' house is surrounded by trees and there is a thick tree line separating their house from the two neighbors. Well, one night while I was at the house alone I had called my best friend, Bailey to come over and stay the night. We were going to do what two middle-aged 20-year-old females do when alone. Play video games, watch movies, tic-tics and drink a little. While Bailey and I were in the kitchen around 3 or 4 a.m. making homemade funnel cakes like the fat asses we are. The dogs kept moving around and staring the glass kitchen door that led off to the back porch. I asked Bailey to let them out there so they could chill and we would have enough leg room while we were cooking. While we were eating our funnel cakes we came across a TikTok about making homemade temporary tattoos with a printed picture and perfume. Now keep in mind my parents have about 3.82 acres of land, so there is the family house, my father's two-door garage workshop, and a large pole barn. Those two buildings are farther out near the tree line. So Bailey and I walk down to the workshop to go into my parents' work office. I punch in the code to the garage door and we go inside straight to the computer and print out each other a picture of Kylo Ren to try and make into temporary tattoos for each other. Before I go any further a little side note, my parents have security cameras all around their property. And inside the office is a television above the desk showing all of the live footage from the cameras. So while I was cutting out the tattoo for Bailey she says, what is that? I stop cutting and look up at the cameras. At first I didn't see anything except for a small figure in front of the pole barn. It looked like it was sniffing at the garage door. I shrugged it off and told her it was probably one of the many stray dogs that roamed around the area. Bailey nudged my arm quickly after I said that and pointed to the screen again. Wanting to prove to her it was just a stray dog I stood up and looked closer to the screen and when I did I saw the figure but it didn't look like one of the small dogs. The creature was hunched over on all fours, its arms were super thin and long but pointing outwards from its chest. Kinda like how you'd imagine that girl from the exorcism to be when she crawled on all fours. It had no fur, its skin looked tight on its body. 
And when I tell you my inner white bee went to open the door to look at it, Bailey stopped me right when I grabbed the lock on the door. Looking back at the screen at the creature it looked like it scratched at the door of the pole barn. I immediately said, WTF is that? And the creature turned its head straight at the camera. Like it this was a scene from the office. When its head turned, I couldn't make out clear facial features but it looked like it had a human head with two big glowing eyes. Bailey and I screamed and it bolted, and I mean bolted off screen. Clearly freaked out Bailey and I hugged each other like that would protect us. Then something smashed against the garage door not once but twice. Like you know what it sounds like for someone to smack a garage door from the outside with their hand? Yeah, just like that. I called my grandmother and told her we thought we saw something and to stay on the phone with us until we ran into the house. Once we got into the house we brought the dogs in, locked every single door, and took shots of Crown until we fell asleep. Now we talked about this a few times and I think it was a Wendigo, but Bailey thinks it was a skinwalker. But now people on Reddit are saying it was probably a crawler. Thoughts anyone? Something was on my back porch last night. It was not human. So, I've been debating on if I should be post about this, but I am starting to get really freaked out and figured it could hurt asking for help. Now I will warn you all English is not my first language. I am French Canadian but moved to the US about three years ago. So if my grammar or spelling is off I am sorry. So I live in pretty rural area in Michigan close to the lake, and I am currently living alone. Both my parents are currently in Canada, taking care of my great uncle who in his late 80s. And they have been gone for a month or so, and probably won't be back until late December. I am 19 so more than old enough to be alone. But some really odd things have been happening in the last two weeks. So it started back in September when my 15-year-old cat Gingersnap went missing. At first I figured she had passed away, since she was very old and had a few health problems already. And a few days later I found her body completely torn to shreds on my back porch. I mean she was severely mutilated to the point where I throw up while sobbing hysterically. I came to the conclusion that I must have been a bird of prey, since we have so big owls and hawks where I live. A few days passed and on October the 4th something odd also happened. I was watching TV around 11 PM, and I kept hearing a really fast knocking sound. It would come in sets of five and then stop for a second then restart. I ended up going outside to investigate and I couldn't see anyone. But there was a really horrible smell. Then what happened last night? So I had waken up at like 3 AM, which happens sometimes if I had a really messed up dream. So I walked down the hall to get a drink and probably watch TV. I was I got to the fridge which is right next to the back porch door I heard someone walking around. I froze up coming and stay completely still I looked over to the door and saw a huge shadow. It was kind of crouched on his hands. I don't really think it saw me but it looked human. It didn't move for like a whole three minutes before the shadow moved in the blink of an eye. 
and it was just gone. I ran back to my room and called the cops. When they got there they couldn't find anything, but told me there no once it was a person since our back porch is suspended about 15 feet in the air. And there was no ladder. I am super freaked out no especially since I am completely alone up here. I don't know much about the supernatural, outside of the standard werewolves and vampires so any tips would be deeply appreciated. So I was talking to my sister yesterday who had an encounter in McIntosh, Alabama on Fairford Road. Just to give you a brief description of what she gave me it was sitting on the side of a road in a heavily wooded area it ran towards the car the car was approaching at a 50 to 60 miles an hour and it had the speed to keep pace with the car. It almost grabbed their bumper a brief description of this cryptid. Size of a giant dog. The head is long and thin she did not see ears. The teeth were large and she could see them when it opened its mouth to snap at the bumper. She said it had a very long skinny tail, definitely canine features the body was white if it had fur it was short fur, the eyes, there was not any reflection in the eyes they did not pick up light. This was an evening encounter she said it looked like an unnatural being. She also said that the legs in the back were longer and curved almost like a kangaroo's the front legs were shorter and it was using its front legs to pull itself forward as it ran towards the car and gained on them. They did make an escape. Any thoughts? I live in Molino, Florida next to Swamp Lands. I just recently started getting back into the paranormal after a 14-year sabbatical. I also just moved back here a year ago to take care of my elderly mother. Anyway I've seen things here of different varieties when I was younger but right now I need some advice on how to at least get a good look at the animal that's been doing its damnedest to basically stalk me when I go outside at night. I recently watched the videos of night crawlers. What struck me first and foremost was the sounds they make. I had heard those exact same sounds for years coming from the swamps. Both I and my mother have been outside at night and had our names called and we've both seen an extremely white figure by our garage. At the time we chalked it up to ghosts. It was the noisiest the day before the full moon to the day after. But I've noticed it enjoys trying to frighten me. It's also terrified of light or at least up to now. I sit by the garage at night to have a cigarette or two and it primarily chitters. Sounds like it's moving around, climbing the fence, it never seems to stay in one place for long but just seems to keep moving in a roughly circular pattern. I have seen the animal out of the corner of my eye. Bright white shape at least 6 or 7 feet off the ground looking at me from around the garage corner. When I turned to look at it, it shot back and you could hear a large animal running away as fast as it could. Fallen leaves and twigs are a godsend. Just last night I could hear the chittering from my bedroom followed by a loud thumping sound against the brick and later a tapping on the window. Tell you what. This is getting awful long so I'm going to post this and continue under it. A potential encounter with a mimic cryptid. I must preface this with a few things. 
This encounter is second-hand but was told to me on multiple occasions by the person that experienced this. I am a natural skeptic and cynic so I can't say I 100% believe it but his telling of it was pretty simple yet concise and did not vary between retellings. I've known this guy for many years and his advice and input on just about everything is well reasoned and always helpful so I'll just take his word on it even if with a grain of salt. Also keep in mind I am not a seasoned writer and past and present tense may get a little jumbled but I'll keep it clear and accurate as best I can. So let's get down to business. My friend, we'll call him Marv, likes to go solitary camping on occasion to be one with nature and the things that go along with that. He is also an avid gun collector and enthusiast. I don't remember exactly when he said this took place but it was few years back and he decided to go camping on a whim. He packed his gear, a few guns, hunting rifle and .45 sidearm specifically and headed out into the country onto a vast swatch of property owned by a friend of his. He had full permission in the works. This happened close to the Kasachi National Forest in south-slash-central Louisiana. I won't be any more specific other than that. Safe to say it's miles and miles of forest and wilderness. He liked to hike in pretty deep and camp at a specific spot he found a few trips prior. These details are kind of sparse as it's not really the meat and potatoes to this encounter. So he made his way in and set up camp in his usual small clearing for the night. Skipping ahead a few hours it was now late afternoon when he heard leaves crunching and twigs being stepped on. He assumed it was an animal at first and got up from cooking something on the fire to try to get a look. He gazed in the direction of the noise and saw a man approaching through the trees a good many yards away. He has described his etiquette for dealing with other people in very remote places as always being cautious as more often than not people he comes across are armed like him. He tries to stay as friendly as possible but still keeps his guard up looking for any ulterior motives as you never can tell what some folks are up to out in the middle of nowhere. He'll make chit chat with them find out generally what they're up to if he can, and occasionally share a meal etc. He's never really met anyone nefarious as of yet other than this situation and maybe one other but that's a whole other ordeal. So one thing that sets off small alarm bells for him is he knows he's the only one with permission to be on this property and secondly this guy is not dressed for the location at all. He said the guy was wearing a white t-shirt, short blue jogging shorts, and white socks and sneakers. Mind you Marv is miles out in the middle of the woods away from any paths, roadways, houses, or anything really. Nobody is going to casually stroll into his current location dressed like that unless they are lost slash confused etc. It was early fall but not quite cool, very normal for Louisiana, so there's a ton of mosquitoes, ticks, and other insects aplenty. You're not going to have most of your skin exposed if you can help it deep in the woods. I know that all too well from personal experience myself. So Marv assumes something might be up and calls out hey there, do you need help or something? Pretty loud. Definitely loud enough to be heard. The guy keeps walking forward staring directly at him. Marv is starting to get unnerved and as I said I know this guy well and he's cool as cucumber in a tense situation. 
Getting more uneasy, as the guy is closing the distance, he gets to his feet and loudly declares hey man, can I help you with something or what? The guys is 15 to 20 feet away from Marv now standing at the edge of the clearing and the forest. The guy looking Marv dead in the eye, speaks, and clearly says help me, Marv said he was already starting to actually get worried at this point because he said the way the guy said this was as if something that didn't know exactly how to talk was saying help me or at least that's what he first thought. It did not sound right. The guy still unmoving says help me. Again slightly more emphatic but really just slightly louder. Marv said this is when he picked up on what was truly wrong about this. He said the timbre of the voice was more female and actually sounded like a recording being played back and that the guy's lip and mouth movements weren't matching up with the phrase. It's like he was just opening his mouth, emitting the phrase, and closing it again. Marv asked what do you need help with? Not daring to back up or move whatsoever. The guy still standing motionless as well still looking directly at him said help me again and repeated the phrase another three times slowly but not louder in volume. Marv now totally unsure of what the hell is going on interrupts the guy by barking alright you need to f go now unless you actually need my help. Do you need my help or not? He continued loud and firm in tone. The guy didn't miss a beat and started up with the help me's again and made as if to take another step in Marv's direction. Marv told me that he then did the only thing that made sense in the moment and drew his .45 semi-auto pistol and pointed it at the guy telling him again you need to go. I don't care what you want. The guy starts to get more animated and agitated actually starting to say the phrase louder now over and over but not stepping closer or backing away. Marv did what he thought was right given his current predicament, assuming he was dealing with an unstable or potentially dangerous individual, and discharged a round into the ground in front of the guy. Now this is where it gets fully batshit crazy, I'm not kidding, as the guy stops uttering the phrase, goes silent, and still staring at Marv full on backflips slash somersaults, like gymnasts do, backwards into the woods and immediately out of sight. Yes you read that right, now I know what you're thinking because I had and still have the same reaction. That sounds like BS for sure but Marv gave no indication of falsehood and told me this multiple times each time in dead serious demeanor. Yet Marv said the guy back flipped away effortlessly as if pulled back by an unseen tension coil. He described it as completely humanly unnatural and totally out of place. The guy had just appeared and repeated the same phrase over and over eventually becoming almost frantic before Marv shot at the ground before him causing him slash it to flee. Marv said he stood there focused on the forest where the guy just flipped into and saw and heard no further movement. It was like the guy had never even been there. He stayed like this as the sun began to set and the normal night noises crept in. As I mentioned before Marv is a pretty unshakable fellow and actually stayed in the area for the night and next night before returning with no further incident. When he had told me and some other friends about this of course we asked many questions. We asked him to elaborate on the guy's speech sounds. He said the more he thought about it after the incident the more sure he was that it was definitely a female's voice coming from the guy. 
It was like he slash it had heard someone say this and mimicked it like a parrot or other talking bird would. Almost like a lure. He doesn't know what it wanted. He slash it, yea it might qualify as an it, didn't give any indication to follow or utter anything else. He slash it reacted immediately to the gunshot and you know what followed there. He has been back to the property since with no other strange occurrences. The only other minute detail that I can think of is he did remember hearing during the early morning of the first night what sounded like a gunshot off in the distance and it did sound eerily similar to his .45. He thought he may have heard it again on the hike back out. There are people that hunt in the area of course and it could have just been that. He couldn't be sure. Since this incident, and one other he had in a complete different location, he did some online research of the whole Kasachi area and found many legends, stories, and supposed encounters dealing with skinwalkers and other unnerving bits of Native American folklore in the area. Not to mention mimics and other similar supposed creatures. A lot of his encounter lines up with these tales but there's nothing tangible to prove it of course but even as a skeptic it does make me wonder about strange things in the remote and untouched areas of our world that can't be explained. So I can attempt to answer questions about this but I'm only going off what I was told so keep that in mind. I can potentially ask Marv about the ones I can't answer myself as I should be hanging out with him in a few days. I live in Arizona in the desert with a couple of neighbors around but the area is all desert and there's a ton of wildlife there has been coyotes howling every night for the past week but it stops as soon as I go to take a look at it and I have said the name of the creature they were even howling at 8am where it's all sunny and bright out. Last year my dad heard a weird noise that sounded like a coyote but also human voice I think I'm just overthinking this a lot but I'm just genuinely scared and I have no idea what to think. Similar to the first encounter Marv went camping by himself of course. This time on another friend's property not that far from where we both live. It's a wilderness area but only roughly an hour and a half walk to civilization so not that remote. It's undeveloped property that's mostly woods. He checked in with the property owner by texting him to make sure everything was good and headed in. He had a usual already picked out spot as he has gone out to these woods many times. He's been out there for camping and target practice mainly. Much more than the land near Kasachi for sure. He said his selected spot was an old dry creek bed that is nice and flat and well sheltered. He set up his tent, got everything else set up, and started a campfire as usual. Unlike the mimic encounter everything was normal into the evening and night. As he was tending the fire later into the night and preparing to turn in he heard branches cracking and something large moving around in the trees coming in his direction but it was dark and he couldn't see anything. He's assuming it's a black bear, boar, or a deer as those are the only large animals roaming around the woods generally in our part of the state. He doesn't get any strange vibes or anything yet until he can see in the trees not that far away what looks to be a large set of antlers. No red flags yet but the more he looks the more he realizes something is off. 
instead of the antlers being four or five feet off the ground as you would expect with a full-grown buck, I'm estimating because again I don't know the specifics of that, they appear to be 10 to 15 feet off the ground. He could tell this is whatever it was is standing next to a tall tree and the antlers are even with the higher up branches and not the bare trunk. So pretty high up. Still confused but not yet concerned he stays quiet and motionless and sees what it's going to do. It makes no move but now he's starting to feel like it's examining him. He can't get a good look at it and only knows it appears to be upright but the only discernible trait he can make out it is the antlers. A little time passes and the thing is still there just watching him and it's not making any move to leave or come closer. Marv is really not sure what he's dealing with but is positive it's not an actual person messing with him so decided to scare it away. He grabs his rifle, chambers around, and shoots past the thing figuring it would flee at the sound. Like the other thing did. It doesn't. It just stays there waiting not making a sound. This is already a really weird situation and he really feels like something is wrong. He's getting an overwhelming feeling like it doesn't want him there and is trying to get him to leave. Like the mood and the atmosphere of the environment has changed. This is when he noticed his was very quiet. There was no sounds of birds, owls etc., insects, or other wildlife. Just silence. The oppressive feeling intensifies and he thinks that he's got to do something to put an end to this. He didn't want to run or get in his tent as to lose sight of this thing and have it chase him or attack him in his camp. So similar to the mimic he decides his gun is the only tool for the job and leveled it at the thing. He didn't yell at it or try to communicate with it in any way. He aimed and fired multiple rounds into where he figured its center mass was. He said he's pretty sure he hit it as the shots made the same sound of a round thudding into flesh. I've never been hunting and shot an animal so I don't how accurate of a claim that is, it didn't wait around after this and crashed off back into the darkness. He could hear its pounding feet on the ground and more branches being smacked into and broken. Unlike the mimic encounter he said he felt a definite unwelcome feeling from this thing and a malicious intent before he decided to shoot at it. He can't explain it but compares it to the effects that a large predator would have on the surrounding environment. The normal sounds of the night fade back in and again he decides he's not going to leave. He assumes he made it known to the thing that he wasn't going to let it intimidate him and scare him off. Although he did not sleep and stayed up keeping his gun at the ready in case it came back. When dawn broke he cautiously made his way to where he approximated it stood and looked for signs and prints. There was nothing. No prints. No blood. No hair. Nothing whatsoever. The ground was undisturbed. He went a little further and looked for the broken branches which he know he heard and couldn't find any of them either. He packed up camp and hiked out. He did tell this story to the landowner that day and although the landowner had not had an encounter himself told Marv that his father and others who had gone hiking, camping, and shooting in the area had reported similar instances. Like hearing everything go quiet and the sounds of something large moving around. No one had ever seen antlers or a very tall figure though. When he told me this story I found it kind of unbelievable.
even more so than the mimic tale as it sounds like something straight out of a horror novel, folklore, or mythology. Speaking of folklore my dad is very familiar with the area and the native tribes that lived here. It was the Atacapas and Opelousa tribes specifically. He'd heard stories growing up about creatures they claimed to have encountered in our area and some of them are creepy similar to Marv's story. I don't have any specific info on hand to link to but one of the stories passed down by these tribes was referencing an entity, spirit, or nature guardian that appeared to young native men that they were supposed to stand up to or prove themselves to as a right of manhood. Or it could have been something they generally feared that that knew the only way to survive was to fight back etc. I've only heard vague telling of this from him though so don't quote me on that. Marv has been out in the woods many other times before and after these incidents and never had anything remotely like these instances happen. I should also point out he doesn't drink or partake in any recreational activities. So he was stone cold sober during these encounters. Make of this what you will. I don't know. We had a really weird cemetery near where I grew up in Texas. Lots of stories about it, and I saw a fair share of weird things there. It seemed to be a thin spot for a few years, before it settled down and became fairly normal again. Over the years, it had been native territory, disputed and taken by the Spanish, been the site of cattle trail and river crossings, along with the deaths that happen on such and floods that killed people. Super weird place for a while. Anyway, one night we took some girls out there, to show them, maybe freak them out a little, and several things happened. One of them involved something that was a mimic slash shifter. We knew something was there with us, and we heard noises under the trees, in a pile of debris and leaves. I saw a large spider, we're talking small dog size, which seemed to change almost immediately into a large owl, and it flew away over my right shoulder, seeming to shift again, and making a loud chuffing noise like a horse snort. This just happened last night and I'm still unsure if what I saw was real or not. I work as a truck driver and for the last few weeks I've been hauling log piles back and forth between various sites down in Louisiana. It's long hours, stressful to all hell and pays pretty good. Last night I was on my way to a logging camp out in the middle of nowhere when my truck suddenly broke down. It was utter BS, since I had it checked out not three days ago and the mechanics said it was all fine. For the record, I keep my truck in good order since I own it, many truckers own their cabin, and it's my livelihood down the drain if it ever breaks down. I wasn't carrying any lumber at the time but was still on a deadline, so I had to get on the radio and call ahead to tell the foreman I was going to be late due to issues with my engine. However, when I tried to get through all I heard back was static. My radio was just as messed as my truck. Annoyed. I tried using my phone and then realized I was so far out that I wasn't getting any signal out here. So I did the next best thing and decided to try and take a look at it myself. 
If I could get the truck moving then I could get it to the camp and have one of the on-site engineers look at it. I barely got out when the smell hit me. This sounds weird but I could smell rotten meat. It was so thick and strong that I immediately threw up there and then. I turned back towards the truck and was about to climb back in to get a bottle of water when I heard it. That screech that shook me to my core. It was coming from behind me. I turned to look and saw nothing. I knew there was a forest in front of me, I'd been driving through a stretch of forest by this point for a good hour or so. But it was so dark I couldn't see anything past the edge of the road. Then another loud screech came from just ahead of my truck and again I turned to see what was making the noise. I really wish I hadn't. Standing right there was this monster. That's the best way I can describe it. It was tall and skinny and looked as if it had been starving itself. There were these weird antlers on its head that seemed to go everywhere at once. There was very little hair. Instead it had this sort of gray skin that looked to be peeling off everywhere at once. The only reason I could see this much detail is that the headlights on my truck suddenly came on, giving me a very clear look at whatever this thing was. It snarled at me and started coming towards me, but then stopped and turned towards the road ahead of my truck. Another pair of headlights could only mean another vehicle was coming down the road. I took the opportunity to get back into my truck, but by the time I looked back out to where that thing was it had long since gone. The vehicle approaching just drove past without stopping, it was just a car. My truck suddenly started just as quickly as that thing had vanished. I didn't wait around to find out if it would return. I only mentioned it to one person when I got to the logging camp, to someone I know regularly hunts in these very woods. He told me it was a skinwalker, but I don't even know what that is. All I know is that I never want to see it again. This is a story my father told me growing up. Now he lived on a reservation with my grandparents, all of them being Navajo. One day when he was nine, a pair of hunters came into the reservation asking to see the local medicine man. That would be my grandfather at the time. So he went out and saw the pair of them and then they led him out into the forest just outside the reservation itself. Supposedly he was gone for over three days before returning. When my father asked him what happened, my grandfather wouldn't speak off it ever, he actually died never having said a word about the incident. Years later and my father was now in his mid-twenties. He'd gone off to university to study psychology when he ran into my mother, or the woman who'd later become my mother. After they started dating, he went to meet her parents. Surprisingly, her father was one of the hunters who had come onto the reservation that day years ago and he recognized my father. He would eventually tell my father what really happened back then. Apparently, him and his brother were hunting for deer, making sure not to trespass on the Indian reservation when they encountered a skinwalker standing over the body of a young girl. They fired a couple of rounds at it, scaring it off and away from the little girl. Sadly, she was already dead but they both recognized her as the daughter of one of the Indians that lived on the reservation. 
They immediately took the body back to the tribe and that's when they called out for my grandfather. He apparently immediately recognized what had done this and after gathering salt and blessing their weapons with it, I'm not sure if that's the proper term, they set off to kill the skinwalker. The first two days they managed to somehow track it before managing to kill it on the third day. My grandfather encouraged the two hunters never to speak of it again and that he would take responsibility for the body. They never found out what happened after that. I was out hiking when I saw it. There's this little country road just outside of town where I live that leads to the next town over but I wasn't going all the way. Instead I was heading off to a friend's house, he lives on a farm that grows corn, and it would only take me about an hour to get there if I walked. So I walked. I have to admit that I decided to walk to my friend's house late at night, around 9.30 and it was late September, so it was already dark outside. I didn't really care and decided to do it anyway. I was maybe 20 minutes away from my friend's house when I started hearing sounds coming from behind me. It wasn't the sound of an approaching car or truck but it sounded like something was following me. At first I thought it might just be some stray dog and ignored it. We don't really have any wolves or coyotes in this area so I wasn't concerned about wild animals attacking me, we don't have bears around here. I kept walking and whatever was behind me kept following. That's when I heard a scream, or howl? I'm not sure, coming from behind. I stopped dead in my tracks and turned around. I saw it. I couldn't make out any real details, but it was over six feet tall. The arms were long and lanky and ended with what appeared as dark claws. The head, if it were a head, had two pairs of massive antlers that I could just about make out in the moonlight. It was skinny, almost unnaturally so. Whatever it was, it was growling at me. I stood there, terrified at what I was seeing. Then it started moving towards me. One step, then another. On the third step I snapped out of it and ran towards my friend's house. I could hear it trying to catch up with me, but it also sounded like it was struggling to run on two legs. I managed to reach the lit road that led up to my friend's house through his family farm and kept running up it. I kept banging on his door until he let me in before I realized that it wasn't actually chasing me anymore. He let me in and asked me about what was going on. But before I could tell him we both heard the same scream from before. It was coming from outside just far enough away that it would have come from the start of the road that I had just ran down. I'm not sure if that was a skinwalker, or just a figment of my imagination or something else entirely and honestly I don't care. I never want to see that thing ever again. I know skinwalkers are real. I've seen my fair share of them. But in reality I've only ever seen the one. When I was a boy, my grandfather told me stories of skinwalkers, of which doctors who would sacrifice members of their own family in order to gain power by appeasing the spirits. I'm unsure as to whether or not it's true, I suppose it doesn't matter anymore. 
I saw the skinwalker for the first time at age 10. My father took me hunting one day, since he always preferred to source his own meat and wanted to encourage me to do the same. Most of the day went about as normally as you'd expect. He was teaching me how to track deer when we started to smell something horrible. It was like something died and was rotting, but right next to us. My father told me it was probably just some animal that had unfortunately died and decided we should move on. The strangest thing is that the smell seemed to be following us. We walked for about three miles and even though we should have been far away from the source of the smell it was still strong. We ended up stopping near a small stream so my father could refill our water bottles. He also liked drinking stream water, saying it was often better than factory bottled spring water. Just as he was about to fill the first water bottle he stopped and looked behind us. He quickly grabbed his hunting rifle and quickly raised it. I turned around and saw what he saw right as he fired three rounds. I only saw a glimpse of it, whatever it was, before my father grabbed me and ran downstream. I was screaming as he dragged me along since I didn't know what was going on. We eventually made out of there without encountering it ever again. A few years later, and another two times seeing it again in that same forest, my grandfather sat me down and told me that what I'd seen was in fact a skinwalker. I've only seen it five more times since he told me that before I moved away from the area. I'm more curious than scared and I'm planning on a trip back home so I can try and gather evidence that it exists and isn't just in my head. I was 8 years old when we first moved into the house on the edge of the forest. My parents had their doubts about buying a house with a backyard bordered by forest. They had concerns about wild animals getting into our bins or hurting our dogs and were worried one of us might go too far into the trees and get lost. But it was cheap, my dad liked the seclusion, my mom loved the house itself, and my siblings and I were excited about playing in the backyard and exploring the forest. Our first sign that something wasn't right was that our dogs were absolutely terrified of the forest. They never went into the forest for any reason. If a toy they'd been playing with found its way past the tree line, they would refuse to retrieve it, and when one of us went and they would pace anxiously until we returned. On occasion we'd notice the dog staring at a spot in the forest in obvious distress, sometimes growling or barking, but we could never see anything there. My brother once carried one of the dogs into the trees to show her there was nothing scary about it but she wriggled out of his grip and sprinted into the house in a panic. If we were in the backyard when it was getting dark, we sometimes heard noises like someone was walking through the forest, sticks crunching underfoot, branches being pushed aside. If we called out there was no response, but if we shined a flashlight around we would occasionally catch a glimpse for just a split second of something that we could swear looked like a person walking around in the dark. My parents quickly banned us from entering the forest at all after dark, and even during the day we weren't allowed to go out of sight of the house. My sister's bedroom window looked out at the backyard and the forest beyond, and she remembers looking out her window one night and seeing a shadowy figure standing right at the edge of the backyard. She says there was something wrong with it. 
like it wasn't quite standing on the ground, and it was a little too tall to be a person, and it was sort of distorted. And she was convinced it was staring at her. She called for our dad, saying there was a man in the yard staring through her window, and when he ran outside to chase off whoever it was, she continued to watch the figure. It didn't move away, but when the light from our dad's flashlight passed over it, it suddenly just wasn't there anymore. We regularly heard knocking at the back door at night, with no one there. Our parents thought it was teenagers playing pranks, and stopped bothering even opening the door, until one rainy night when the knocking was persistent and agitated. My mom pointed out there might be someone needing shelter from the heavy rain outside, but when she opened the door, not only was there no one there, but there were no wet footprints on the porch. The knocking continued the whole time we lived there, it would happen several times in the span of a few weeks, then stop for months, then start up again. My parents eventually installed a security camera, and there was never anyone at the door. The camera wasn't all useless though. About three years into living there, my brother started having night terrors and sleepwalking. When he went sleepwalking, he would always go out the back door and start walking towards the forest. My mom, being a light sleeper, would hear the door open, and would run out to get him before he made it into the forest. After the third or fourth time it happened, my brother asked to see the camera footage, because he wanted to see how he looked when sleepwalking, I guess thinking it'd look funny. The footage showed him walking out onto the porch, then pausing as if listening to something, and shaking his head, then reluctantly walking forward as if being pulled or forcefully guided by something. One evening my dad was in the backyard, and he heard my sister calling him from the forest, seemingly in distress. Thinking she'd gone exploring in the forest and fallen over and hurt herself, he ran in and started calling to her, but quickly realized it was too dark to see her, and he couldn't pinpoint where her voice was coming from. He told her to wait where she was while he grabbed a flashlight. When he ran back into the house for the flashlight, he saw my sister inside, safe and completely unconcerned. At the time my dad hadn't told us about hearing my sister's voice in the forest, so when I heard my mom's voice coming from the forest months later while I was outside with the dogs one evening, I didn't question it despite the fact I'd seen my mom inside recently and hadn't noticed her walk past me. My mom was calling to me, saying she'd gotten her sweater caught in some branches and needed me to come in and help her. As I walked in, the dogs started barking, alerting my dad, who saw me through the window wandering into the forest. He came outside and called to me, and I said I was just helping mom. He yelled back that mom was inside and I needed to run back to the house as fast as I could, which I did. After this, my parents had a fence built around the backyard, and started looking for a new place. In the time between the fence being built and us moving out, it got way worse. We'd hear knocking at the door more regularly, as well as tapping on the windows, as if someone was walking the perimeter of the house and trying every window. We would often hear scratching and scraping sounds on the fence, and voices beyond it. My brother's night terrors got more frequent, 
and one night my mom didn't hear the door open when he went sleepwalking, and he woke up standing at the fence, staring into the forest, with the dogs barking at him. The last morning we spent there, less than four years after we moved in, we woke up to find the back door fully open, and the security camera footage showed it slowly swing open on its own. Since moving out, my brother's sleepwalking has stopped, though he still gets night terrors and he suffers from pretty severe anxiety. A few nights ago, he called me out of the blue, and after a bit of small talk he asked me if I think the door being open that final night means whatever was out there finally got in. He was trying to make light of it, saying he was getting into the spirit of Halloween, joking about how maybe we should all get exorcised just in case something latched onto us all those years ago. But I think he's deeply bothered by everything that happened. I know I still am a little, I still get nervous around dark wooded areas. I don't know what I think was out there, in the forest behind our house at night. But I get the feeling that, given the chance, it would have swallowed us whole. Small story, but here goes. English countryside is a big place. My house is by a five-acre woods, giant place. My friend often comes to visit, traveling through the woods up to my house. One day I notice he was sweating as he arrived, I ask him why that is. In his words I saw some absolute big lanky thing by the bush mate, what the hell I think of this is pretty scary. This happens a few more times until one day, my father and I got back from a sailing club. My mother was out, but we heard her voice coming from the forest, saying our names. A week later, I hear shuffling from under my window, I assume it was my dad as at that time of night he's usually outside, nope he was asleep. And guess what happens today? My friend comes back and tells me he saw it again. Great stuff. I am not an Indian, but I have a cryptid story. I go along with a friend to check on his grandfather's Hogan. His grandfather is in the hospital for a spell. He had some kind of accident there on the property. We get to the place and we're hanging out for a while, drinking some beers and sharing a blunt. My friend suddenly goes real still and puts his finger up to his lips like he wants me to be quiet. I hear this shuffling noise coming from just outside. My friend, who is Hopi, has dark skin. Suddenly, though, his face turns several shades paler. The shuffling becomes louder as if someone is coming towards the door. My friend grabs a piece of burning firewood out of the stove, goes over towards the door, and hurls it out in front of the Hogan. We hear it hit the ground with a thunk. Immediately, there is this high-pitched haughty laughter, something like the Wicked Witch of the West. Every hair on my body stands up. My friend starts yelling out in some native language and screaming obscenities in English. All I can do is pull out my pocket knife and hold it up in the ready. The person outside just keeps laughing. I finally get the cojones to move over towards the door and peek out. My heart nearly jumps out of my chest. 
Only several feet from me is this skinwalker. It is leaning up against the wall just to the right, thin and scraggly, covered with these mangy animal skins, and staring back at me with these eyes like dull black marbles. I'm convinced it is a woman. I see what look to be breasts beneath the skins, but thin and sagging, like she's really old. Her face is covered with splotches of hair, and I can't tell if it's real or some kind of get-up. It is pretty dark. I let out a bit of scream, though I hate to admit it, and it just turns and jogs off towards these hills to the other side of the Hogan. That's the only time I have seen a skinwalker since and I hope to never see one again. I'm a Native American myself and according to what my family has told me talking about these witches isn't exactly a good thing and is basically a sin. Around the time I was 7 or so I had gotten a youth 22. Rifle as a gift, so we were camping out at a property my family owns and I was doing target practice, like an idiot, and I noticed a grey figure in the corner of my eyes behind a tree. You need to take note I am vision impaired and need glasses so something like this isn't uncommon. I simply ignored the grey figure and continued inaccurately shooting. Until I saw the thing get bigger, as if this grey figure was getting closer. So I lowered my rifle and looked over, as I did there was a rotten smell and I decided to law my rifle on the log I was sitting on and ran into the camper where the rest of my family was. My dad asked why I ran in so abrupt and I just said I saw a cougar, as cougars aren't common in the area. My dad replied that's they don't usually attack people, I just wanted to be inside. I was still an idiotic kid so I was scared 90% of the time. Later that night I heard screaming coming from the woods that sounded like my little cousin. I opened my eyes and saw my cousin's hand out from the top bunk. I was scared and decided to close my eyes and just ignore it. I had never heard any screaming or seen any pale figures from that point on. I don't really know much about cryptids but I figured here would be the best place to ask about what I saw tonight. I live in very northern east coast Canada. Basically the farthest northeast you could live. I've heard people say that's where certain kinds of creatures live. But as I previously stated I know absolutely nothing about it. There's an area extremely deep into the woods about 40 minutes away from where I live so deep into the forest that you don't really see anyone else. There's a few smaller stores out that way but nothing really noteworthy. But if you walk deep into the woods there's a path cars can't drive through where a burnt up abandoned slaughterhouse that apparently closed down time in the 90s is. Religious slash spiritual people I know have said not to go there because it's cursed. And I had a First Nations friend fill me in on about what he knows about the area, which he basically just said he wouldn't go there. Over the weekend me and a few friends were bored and decided we'd go check it out since we were in the area and extremely bored. Nothing happened just got some pictures. It was a bit eerie but it was whatever. The days after we went to that place. Have been kinda strange we've had random bad slash unexplainable events occur out of nowhere but I'm not really going to draw a connection between the two. Just thought it might be worth something. 
here's where I think we had an encounter. Tonight we gathered the same group plus two extras and drove back out there just to show them around. Explore more and get better pictures. When we got there we heard what we assumed was just the wind howling. But the longer it went on we realized the pattern didn't match up with the wind nor did it make any sense for it to be howling. Like that it sounded almost as if someone was whistling at us to get our attention and a few people pointed it out, but we just chalked it up to being random sounds. The wind was probably just blowing through something weirdly. When we were in one of the secondary buildings, a friend pointed out it looked like something was running around outside the main building. And he was right. It looked like something very quickly moved across the front side of the building and the sound was back but louder. We went outside and crawled through a section in the gate to get back to the main building and as soon as we made it through we heard a loud swinging sound. Almost like a rusty door was being slowly opened and closed. Me and another friend were extremely off put by the sound and asked to go back to the car. But the others said they wanted to go into the main building. As we were walking up we made it to the front of the building and a friend jokingly made a remark about us splitting up and exploring the building. As he said we heard a series of loud banging line. Something was running across the metal floor of the building towards the door. We quickly made it out of there and ran back towards the trail. As we were running back towards the car, which isn't exactly a short walk, it was about 10 minutes on foot walking. We shined our lights back towards the buildings and only about three of us looked back. But all three of us definitely saw what appeared to be something completely solid white running down the trail. We got in the car and drove back to town as quickly as possible. I don't think we'll ever be going back. But, what do you guys think? Does this sound like a skinwalker? I have a theory that the creatures, and or beings that we call cryptids or crawlers, or anything along those lines, are actually sentient beings that inhabit the forest or undergrounds of our planet. Recently I've seen a podcast talking about how things are ramping up, and how true disclosure for our species is actually going to start happening, and in said podcast they talked about how there are other sentient species living among us. It's just because humans have been primitive for a very long time. Not only that, but we've also been in a sort of blackout or dark age to be precise. And because of the fact that we have been living in this dark age where at least 97% of us haven't been able to communicate with other intelligent sentient live forms, because we've been programmed and taught our lives to believe BS like, we're the apex predator or that. We're the center of the universe and that nothing and no one else matters. When in reality, we're not even the only sentient life forms within our own countries. I think that these cryptids and crawlers that people have been seeing are actually one of the sentient life forms on our planet, that we have been taught to not be aware of. I think that these ones that people have been seeing throughout their lives, are kind of breakaway insurgent groups that take things into their own hands away from the rest of their species. And that's why people are seeing these creatures, in and or around forest and things like that. Because humans have been polluting and destroying the planet, and while they're not just gonna go into a full-on full-scale war with us, 
because of agreements and things like that going on behind the scenes. Some of them are going to take things into their own hands and do whatever it takes to make it so that humans can't harm or are near the forest, either that or they're just extremely territorial, and those ways include chasing of us, scaring us away, or if need be when the situation arises killing one of us, because to them, killing one of us is better than one of us, destroying the ecosystem and the forest itself. Either that or like humans how there's diversity among us, and how some of us do things for positive purposes, and how others do things for negative. It could be the exact same situation for their species like ours. That wasn't the last time I saw this creature. About a month or so later my friend had gotten sent away for a while. I've always been a close family friend so I decided to come up to her father's to stay for a couple days and check up on him. It was kind of early in the morning and a sunny day. Her father had told me he was going to work and I would be in the house alone until he got back in the afternoon. So he left and I was hanging out in the living room playing on my phone. I left the door open since it was nice out. All of the sudden I felt the need to look out the window because I thought someone was outside. I opened the curtains and looked around then saw something out of the corner of my eye. In the area we saw the coyote a while back. I looked in the direction and saw this terrifying human-like creature around the same spot on the border of the trees. It was sort of kneeled down like a person looking directly at me. It was all black and very skinny had longish legs and arms and was a bit tall, and had this wood and leaves looking cape thing on its back. It also did not seem to have any facial features from what I could see just the facial structure and indents where the eyes should be. I was in shock staring at it. It's like I couldn't take my eyes off of this creature. Trying to make sure I was actually seeing this crap and not my mind playing tricks on me. So I kept looking at it and all of the sudden it raised it hand up. It seemed like it was waving at me and it tilted its head to the side and started nodding. It head was just like what we thought was the coyote did. After that I snapped back and stood up to run and close the door. When I got to the door someone was driving up to the house and the creature was no longer there. I then got the F out of there. Here is something else that had happened before both experiences that may or may not be related to this creature. One other night while my friend and I were home alone we were just chilling on our phones and my friend kept falling asleep. I was getting creeped out so I kept waking her up and then she started talking nonsense that her father was here and talking to her. I could snap her out of it and she would ask where he was which she knew he left but was convinced he came back home. I sort of laughed about it and explained to her he hasn't came back home yet. She seemed really tired but kept talking about him being there which I was disagreeing. Then all of the sudden we heard her father's voice from the hallway or other room say her name. Just like he would if he was there trying to get her attention or for her to come in there. We both heard it loud and clear but no one was home but us. Not even anyone outside. After that we didn't hear anything else for a while. 
After a little bit we still had our guards up because of what happened and we started hearing noises from outside which sound like multiple people talking and laughing. Kind of sounded like her father and his friends. We were very scared by then and called her father to see when he would be home and to hurry up. He said he was on his way home. The voices calmed down and her father got home. If anyone knows what this creature could be please let me know it would be very appreciated. My wife and I are both reading Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, exceptional book BTW, and last night at 9. 15 we're both in bed reading when we hear three loud bangs on our front door slash wall that both kids, and our two dogs heard, one of which is deaf. The hearing dog is barking as expected, but it's a different bark than she's used to giving when someone knocks on the door let alone when it slams like it did last night. We were all startled, and as such we checked our home security system. Of course nothing to be seen on camera but recorded events from cars slash people right before and after the pounding. My son and I went outside to check that his car wasn't damaged and that the gate is still locked and of course nothing unusual. We've lived here six years and nothing like this has happened so we're left with the conclusion. Something paranormal. It was unsettling but not scary. We all slept fine. As Aaron Wright from Mysterious Universe frequently says, paraphrase, when you look at the paranormal, it often looks back. Anyone else read this book and had similar experiences? Once in our second floor bedroom reading I completely random knocked on the wall shave and a haircut. In perfect cadence, two very loud, very clear knocks came back two bits on the same wall but higher up. My wife who was also reading freaked. What the hell was that? I jumped out of bed grabbed the cop flashlight ran downstairs and out into the backyard right under that bedroom wall where the knocks happened. In my bare feet and into two inches of fresh snow. I searched quickly and thoroughly. Nothing. No tracks around the house or on the roof. No marks on the wall. No way to reach up the 9 to 10 feet to that spot on the wall. Sure. It was the house settling in the cold. Wood walls contracting. I've replicated those knocks a bunch of times over the following years. I've never heard anything like that before or since. I personally do not think it was wood contracting. Speculating. Something was there and for whatever decided to be noticeable. Doors. Walls, locks, guns, dogs are ineffective. Nids use dogs as biosensors. They believe that dogs were more sensitive to the phenomenon. I've lived most my life with dogs. I trust mine. I know their barkology. You hear a weird bark? Your dog is confused and is communicating that to you and you are sensitive and intuitive enough to realize it. I'd humbly suggest you trust yourself and your dog. I don't know anything for a fact. In my perspective though I'd consider it possible something came knocking more likely than not. No reason to freak just reflect that the more one focuses on this. It seems. The more one may glow brighter. Also, 
The name for this Reddit is a term for a specific entity of the Navajo Nation. Within their beliefs, many of which I support, it is my understanding that it is taboo to use or mention that name. I believe there are rules posted about same. Anyway, the authors of the book you mentioned likely could be portrayed as having misappropriated that word for publicity purposes and something we probably should recognize and not validate as a matter of supporting the religious beliefs of fellow Americans. Cryptids or Chongling or Kelpie if you are Celtic are perhaps better suited for public use but admittedly nowhere near as sexy as the Navajo term. And for a bigger eye-opener and to become more informed I recommend googling Navajo Nation Rangers. They are on YouTube and give presentations. Retired Tribal Police. Compelling. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe for daily stories. We at Horror Den of Misfits really enjoy this, and your support would be appreciated.